Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Has the miracle ended? Well, that's next. But first, it's time to say, as we always do, every Sunday, wake up! There we go! It's back! There we go. Wake up, America. It is that time. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. We're broadcasting live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. When you switch to Farmers Insurance, you could save a bundle. All you have to do is call 1-888-FARMERS. Get a quote today. We are farmers. And now it is that time. If you're up and ready, the man himself, the star of the show, the brains of the outfit, the hottest working man in sports talk radio today. Yes, he is. He carries the show. He's my guy, my partner and friend, the one. The only Mr. Brian. No, hello, B. How are you? Good, Andy. I'm good, man. How you doing? You, you sound, sound spry this morning. Oh. You sound like you're, you know, like you halfway electrocuted yourself. You know, stick a fork well, into the. I'll uh, be honest with you. Again. I mean, it's it's a good facade because I'm really not that happy because I expected a miracle again with my Oral Roberts Golden Eagles. It didn't happen. Oh, uh, that shot clung on the rim. It just close. missed the back part of the rim. I was dying. I was. Oh man, I have no nails left. I was biting them so hard. Yeah, man, it was uh, it was an exciting ending. There's no doubt, and they were right there. Just one shot away from being uh, the first 15 seed ever to get to the Elite Eight. I believe there's nobody lower than a 12 seed 
that uh, to advance to the to the elite eight. So they were that close. They were whisker away. I don't know if I'm making you feel any better here, but thanks. It was a great run. Seriously, it was a great run. It was just one shot that close. Very close. Great run by them, though. Hats off. It was a great run. It was a great run. It really was. I tell you what, you know, there's some crazy notion here. I'm going to tell you. I mean, these games to me. Very, very close to NFL Sundays is, as far as interest and excitement for me. I mean, maybe it's because I've missed the NFL the last several Sundays, but, you know, I'm really pumped for these games. And the one-and-done really makes it even better. You know, the one-and-done deal. You play, you're gone, that's it. And you see the sadness, these kids, you know, after they lose, it's just like, it's over. This season's over. Seniors, gone. Gonzo. So it really is exciting, and the games have been tremendous. You talk about the, yeah. the late game last night, the Cougars. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it was up and down. They were up like, what, 17 to 5 at one point in the beginning of the game. I thought they were going to blow out Syracuse. And that Syracuse zone, I mean, it's like condors across the court. They can't get the ball inside. Then Houston comes back with the defense. It's great. I love it. It was a great game. Well, uh, (laughs) the kids try hard. You know, what can I say? (laughs) Yesterday, the quality, and I don't typically uh, whine about the quality because – I, I typically say to quality whiner guy, you're acting like you're expecting NBA quality when these are right. amateur players. So I typically say that. But yesterday, by and large, the play was so bad. It was freaking terrible. Nobody could make a shot. Right. I'm watching the first game, the Oregon State Loyola game. For the first half, awful. Syracuse yesterday, what did they make? 14 shots total for the game? It was something like that. They shot for the 28%. game, dude. For the entire they game. Shot 14 for 50. <laughs> like, so here's the thing. This is what stood out to me, Andy. It was one of my major takeaways from yesterday. You'll hear this a lot when we get to the Final Four, and they're typically playing in one of these huge stadiums, like a football stadium. Right. And you always hear about the backdrop and the depth perception. And yeah, that can throw you off a little bit. It's an adjustment. But any bad shooting is automatically chalked up to the backdrop. You know what I mean? <laughs> and yesterday showed me they're playing in a field house. There's, the backdrop is not the issue at all. And man, most of those teams yesterday could not buy a bucket. It was rough. And it tells me a lot of times it's not the backdrop. It's that... Kids don't want their season to end, man. They are just gripping. They are gripping so hard that a lot of times they're just they can't buy a shot. And that's by and large what we saw yesterday. You know, you're exactly right. And I tell you why, because if you watch the NBA, and I'm an NBA watcher, I'm a consumer, and I watch the college game, and you see these guys come down, they see a short jumper, a 15, 10, 15 foot jumper, clang, clang, clang. And the NBA, these guys put it in with their eyes closed. So there is a difference. There's certainly a difference. And, and the shooting is basically the main difference. I mean, the hustle, I mean, I'd have to say the hustle, give them credit, give the college kids credit, because they know they're going to play and there's no tomorrow if they lose. And the NBA, it's like, eh, you know, sometimes they're going through the motions. That's all I'm saying. But that that last game last night, and I know Syracuse was horrendous. They were terrible. And the uh, Buddy Beheim, he ended up with 12 points. He shot three for 13. But give the Cougars of Houston some credit. They hold the opponents to a to a low of like 36, 37% shooting on the field, in the field for the entire season. So they gave Syracuse all they could handle defensively. Yeah, and you expect better because Buddy Beheim is a tremendous shooter and he has shot well in the games prior to last night. So give, give the Houston Cougars a little bit of credit defensively. But you're right. I mean, the, the 
shooting was horrendous. And I'll go back to the Oral Roberts game. I mean, really and truly, it was clang, 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 and turnover, turnover. And that's what did him in. Syracuse, like you said, 28% from the field. From the field, dude, 28%. From three, they were five for 23. That's under 22. And that that wasn't even the worst. If you look at Baylor taking down Villanova, the three-point shooting, you had Villanova. They were three for 17, which is under 18%. Right. And Baylor was three for 19, which is under 16%. Under 16% from three. Listen, let me make this very, very clear. I am not sitting here with my arms folded, scowl on my face, watching (laughs) NCAA tournament games yesterday saying, this is an NBA quality. But what I was doing yesterday, I had my arms folded, scowl on my face saying, this isn't even college quality. I'm not expecting professional NBA quality. I'm at least expecting NCAA quality. And that, by and large, is not what we got yesterday. You know, A couple of those games, I'm like, man, that's two hours. I will never get back in my life. It was rough. It you was know, you're exactly yesterday. right, and it's very depressing and frustrating to watch them miss easy jumpers. I agree, but at the end of the day, the games were somewhat exciting. Oh yeah, and, yeah. I mean, so, so this, despite poor shooting, and you want to credit it up, chalk it up to good defense, whatever you want to chalk it up to, because you expect better shooting, you really do, especially in, in a Sweet 16 game. Uh, at, at least the end result, it wasn't a lopsided score. It, it remained close because of the bad shooting. Well, listen, man, like uh, you just got to embrace the chaos, the Arkansas Oral Roberts game for it to come down to a last second shot attempt at the buzzer. That was exciting. And even that Oregon State Loyola Chicago game as much of a train wreck as it was, especially in the first half. My Lord, that first half was as ugly as it gets. A kid had a shot from Loyola with a wide-open three to cut the deficit to two in the final minute, and it just rimmed out. So the point is, it still was a close game, and Loyola made a nice run at the end, made it close. And Yeah, there are some exciting moments, so I don't want to sit here and act like the quality always throws me off, but it was strikingly bad at many times yesterday. That's all I'm saying. It's just well, got to be And you expect that. better ball... When you get down to the final 16, you really do. Yeah. I mean, uh, but look, that that's the way it is. And chalk it up to either good defense, can't play on a big stage, nerves. I, I don't know what it is. I mean, really. But I'm with you because I'll watch the games. I really didn't have much of a rooting interest in any of the games except the Oral Roberts game. And I was at the edge of my seat in that game. It was a nail-biter, no doubt about it. They were up by double digits, and they lost the yeah. game by two. However, Yesterday, I think it was yeah. more nerves than anything. Could it's very really well what be. It came down to. Could, I'll give be. you a comparison. It's just story just popped into my head. Steve Fisher, remember he was the old coach at Michigan there with the Fab Five. And he was describing the Fab Five uh, one time where sort of like what we're saying with the kids pressing yesterday. And his comparison was it's as if there was like a feather just floating through the air and Michigan wanted it so badly instead of letting the feather just fall into their hand, they'd try to grab it, and it would cause the feather to fly away even more. They're trying to grab it. It's trying to grab it a little bit more. (laughs) That's what yesterday was. It was a bunch of kids trying to grab the feather falling through the air, and it was actually causing the feather to get further away from their reach (laughs) because it's a weird sport, basketball, where you have to just – you got to let go a little bit. You have to be relaxed. You can't be pressing to a fault. And uh, 
to be able to do that when there's so much on the line, it is way easier said than done. And uh, you just saw, I think, a lot of kids that cared so much that desire to win, I think, worked worked against them in large part. Could very well be. And I'll tell you what, I'll go back, and I think I'm going to circle to this, and maybe the NBA should be included in this as well. One of the things that really aggravates me is the three-point thing. I understand that you live and die by the three-pointer. But when you have a team like Syracuse shooting 5 for 23 from three-point range, I mean, could you not work the ball inside? You have a yeah. seven-footer in there. And and to me, it, what do these guys do in practice? They practice two and a half, three hours a day, and I don't see many set <laughs> plays. I really don't. I mean, and I love the game of basketball. Believe me. I mean, it's right up there. With, I, I may even take it over football. I love basketball. You know, be it because maybe I'm from the East Coast and there wasn't much or any college football on the East Coast growing up. It was all basketball. I love it. I really do. But what are you doing in practice? Are there any set plays whatsoever? At least when I watched the the heyday of the Golden State Warriors, they had set plays and they passed the ball two, three times before they took a shot. I love it. It was great basketball. But what I see in this NCAA tournament is a mirror image of the NBA. You run down, you run and gun and take the three. Please stop. I now, mean, come on. I don't know. There's Listen, I would just say this with the three-point shooting. I have no problem with teams shooting threes as long as you're making some of them. You know Agreed. what I mean? Like, Agreed. Uh, I think you have to have a plan B. It can't just be like the Houston Rockets where they missed, what, 27 straight oh. three-pointers in a row against the Warriors in Game 7. It can't be like that, man. You're seeing some of that in college where, again, I'm not the lost – yeah, art of the mid-range jumper. and If you're hitting your threes, by all means, keep firing away. Right. You just have to hit a decent percentage of them. If you're in the teens, if you are 5 for 23 and you're just ice cold, you got to go to plan B. You got to go inside. You got to work it into the paint. You got to get some mid-range shots. You got to get something at the rim. If you just can't buy a bucket, why on earth would you keep firing as if you can? You know what I mean? Like, you've got to go to something else that could work instead of something that isn't. Right. And look, the game of basketball really is like a chess match. Where do I have the advantage over you? If I'm a better three-point shooting team than you are, then I'm going to shoot the threes. And certainly Syracuse coming into the game last night probably was a better three-point shooting team with Buddy Beheim. If it's not working, as you say, go to plan B. But if it's a chess match and I have guys that are 6'5", 6'8", 6'10", use that to your advantage. Right. Post up against these guys. And they don't. I don't see that in basketball anymore. Well, you see this with Steph Curry a lot where if someone is just on him, right, just crowding him at the three-point line, he's like, okay, cool. I'll just drive and take it to the rim. He's very creative. He's got great handles. And so he's got more in his bag instead of just three-point shooting if somebody really, you know, crowds his space, if you will. And... (laughs) Like Buddy Beheim, he made a couple of buckets. He made a couple of runners and a couple of buckets inside of the three-point line. But that's the point. Like if they take away, you see this in football all the time. Think about Bill Belichick. He makes you beat them without doing what you do best. Great. Right? You're gonna have to beat them with your second, third, fourth best thing that you do. And it's the same thing in basketball. If you're a one-trick pony, it shows. I mean, collectively as a team, if you are just living by the three, guess what one team is going to do? They're like, all right, we're just going to guard you. We're going to crowd your space the whole game. And then, then what can you do? And you could see Syracuse. They didn't have an answer for that last night. 
But, you know, I, I give them credit because their game, Buddy Beheim, he's a three-point shooter. And you know what you do? Keep on shooting until you break out of the slump. Last night he didn't. For whatever the reason, you know, maybe it was the arena. Maybe it was nerves. Maybe it was the defense from Houston. Who knows what it was? But he did keep on shooting to try to snap out of it, and he couldn't. Well, that's what you do. He, he's their bread and butter guy. Uh, no, I totally disagree with you. If you're not shooting it well, you have to do more than just continue with something that isn't working. You know, you're one for nine from three-point range. They were all over you. Right, nine of but- your 13 shots were from three-point range. That's why I want to see you diversify your offensive portfolio a I'm, little I'm bit. I'm with you, you know on that, I mean? but, but if a guy's putting in 30 points the previous two games, you know, you've got to realize that, hey, this guy's our go-to guy. You know, give him the ball again. Try again. I mean, he just kept on trying. Wouldn't fall for whatever the reason. It just hey, wouldn't fall. listen, I don't have a problem with him shooting, but if he can't buy a bucket from outside... It's time for something else. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Let's yeah. see something else in the bag of tricks. That's all I'm, I'm saying. You. I tell you, you're going to see something else today on this show because we got so much for you. So you'd be crazy. If you need to go to the toilet, go now because you're going to miss a, a great show. I mean, really, there's so much going on right now. You can get us on Twitter at the No Show NOE Show. We'll tweet them. We'll retweet them or at Andy Furman FSR or 87. 87- there you go. You feel better now. 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. We have Bronx Talk Radio with the amazing Chris P. Oh, that is a long sound effect right Oh, my there, goodness. Bronx Talk Radio with the amazing Chris P. in this hour. Hour number two, bottom barrel betting. Nose picks and little bits and pieces coming up in hour number three. But will we see this guy in red next year? That's next. <laughs> This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Is it time to move again? Well, that's coming right up. About 21 minutes past the hour. This is Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. We're live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call Farmers today for a quote. And I guess Mr. Ever go to B- a rave, Andy? You ever been to a rave before? Damn, no. son. Where'd you find no. this? No, I, I, I can't say I have. I haven't either. You know, our technical producer, Chris, he's playing the music, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I just feel like Chris has been to a rave before in his time. Am I Several. right about that, Chris? Several. Yeah? Yes. I bet, yeah, yeah. Are they any fun? Do you have good times? Uh, good time at raves? Uh I'll get back to you when I start to when I you know, I'm able to remember what exactly happened <laughs> at said rave. <laughs> have yeah. you been able to feel yeah. your face ever at any rave that you've gone to, huh? I don't remember being able to feel or not feel my face. Okay, all right. Wow. Yeah. Oh, sounds like a good time. Maybe when we get out of the pandemic, Andy, you know, we'll all meet up as a staff. You know, you, me, Brian Fenley, Bo, Chris, we'll all go to a rave. Get the glow sticks. Let's just I'd get crazy. What do you say? I'm, I'm there. I love it. Really. Yeah. I'm in. Just let me know when. Okay. Do I have to wear, do I have to wear a mask? Nah, well, post-pandemic for sure. Okay. This is fully vaccinated. I don't know where we're going to be in that stage. We still have to wear masks or what, but we're talking vaccinated, and we could just let her rip, you know? I love that. It's on I the to-do that. list. All right. Put it on the list. All right. You know, on the list right now, I guess there are various coaches on coach and athletic directors list to see if they're going to replace the coach that they have at that school right now. And, you know, one of the, I guess the, the hottest coach I'd have to say right now probably is Porter Moser, the coach of Loyola Chicago, who remains there. And after they lose yesterday against Oregon State, I guess the question is, is gone out there. Why are you going to stay there? It's mid-major. You have so much success at Loyola Chicago. You know, you're a hot commodity. Why not move on? And he had some things to say after the game about that. So let's take a list of Porter after the game. It's fresh off the loss. And uh, this one stings. All of my thoughts are with these guys and this program. So, no, I haven't. I just need to take a breath with these guys. And it's, it's been very, very tough. You know, when you build a relationship like the, with these guys and you see you, you see the season end. So you hit the nail on the head, it's fresh off a loss, and I'm going to digest it with these guys. So he didn't exactly say he's not going to move on. He said he wants to just digest the loss. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know, what the, I don't know what his salary is. It's none of my business why he should move, why he shouldn't move. I'm sure it's, it's a small school in a big town. He's taken Chicago by storm. There's no doubt about that. I mean, DePaul should be embarrassed. That's all I'm telling you. Well, I, I just think of this, Andy. Um, I'll go in a weird direction, but I think it'll make sense in a, in a bit. I was at Fresno. I was doing radio in Fresno, California, 
As I was saying at the time, putting the no in Fresno, huh? That's branding <laughs> right there. Yeah. But I was doing radio there, and there was a coach, Jim McElwain, and he was the offensive coordinator at the time. He eventually ended up being a head coach at Florida. You, Of course, you know Jim McElwain. But he left Fresno State to be the offensive coordinator at Alabama. And so there was a press conference at the time, and I remember going up to him after the press conference, and I was like, hey, man, I like, was uh something general like uh you know what was this process like and i'm expecting some coach speak like um you know it's it's tough to leave these guys but alabama you know that's what i was expecting and the dude was almost in tears and i'll never forget i was like what was this process like and he looks at me and he goes gut-wrenching and he repeated it and he was emotional and i was like it was an eye-opener to me and the point is Sometimes we look at these coaching jobs from afar and we're like, why wouldn't you want to go to Alabama or for Porter Porter Moser? Why wouldn't you want to go to a a major school? Like you're out of your mind if you don't. And I think we leave out of the equation how difficult it is for some coaches to move on. And also it's tomato, tomato. It's personal preference. We might think what you got to go where the money is and where the recruiting advantages are Look at Mark Few. Look at what he's done at Gonzaga and building that right. program up. A while ago, that would have been the program to leave immediately once you built it up to respectability. And he stayed there, and he's built it into a power. So it's a long-winded way to say that not every coach values the same thing the same way. And while we might think, go to the major school, you're out of your mind not to, that isn't how every coach operates and functions. It's well said because I tell you, it's funny that Howard Schnellerberger, who passed away yesterday at 87, uh, there were some stories about him which I read, and he was he turned the program around at the University of Miami down in Coral Gables, Florida. And in the story, it said that he said that he left and he went over to Louisville because he's from Louisville. He's a Louisville native. And he said he was out of his mind for leaving uh, Miami. And, and you know, more often than not, coaches do have second. I guess thoughts about what they've done. You know, it's it's appealing to. You know what it is. I think everybody loves to be wanted. That's, I don't care what business you're in. If you're recruited, if you're asked to leave, if you're asked to have a job, you feel great. You really do. And maybe it's hard to say no sometimes. And yesterday in the New York Post, I had the I guess the four or five biggest stories of New York City basketball that has happened in college basketball over the years. And one of the stories was Digger Phelps when he left Fordham to go to Notre Dame. Now he was 26 and three after one year at Fordham. Had New York City by you know what. He really did. New York City was crazy over Fordham. He left. He said he took a pay cut. He made $18,000 to go to Notre Dame. Fordham offered him $20,000, and he said that he was sorry. He, he couldn't, you know, he, he looks back now, he said maybe he should have stayed. So you, you don't know what's going to happen with these coaches, and they, sometimes they, they have regrets for leaving. Yeah, well, hey, man, it's an interesting process. I can totally understand if you want to go to a higher level and you just want to see how you can, how you do. Right. There are a lot of coaches. Think about um, college coaches that go to the NBA. Brad Stevens is a good example of that. Brad Stevens could have stayed at Butler, and who knows where that program would be at this stage. But he wanted to challenge himself. The Boston Celtics came calling. He took the job. I totally understand if you go from college to the pros or go from a mid-major to a power conference. I get why you would want to challenge yourself, and that's fine, but... There are some coaches that they're just happy where they currently are. And you always hear this in live, like, don't mess with happy. And if you have carved out a niche and you have put a program on the map, 
and you do this, you know, like get out the, the sheet of paper and do the pros and cons. If you've got more pros in terms of staying at that university, you probably right. want to stay then. There's nothing wrong with that. And the funny thing is, I think on the list of people who are being wooed to go to another school, I think money may not be the number one uh, situation. Because I think these coaches basically are paid pretty well, by and large, and they're not looking for their next meal. Now, look, Porter Mosier may be making maybe 800000 I don't know what he's making. He's not making the millions upon millions, but certainly not starving. So I don't think money is the factor. It's like he's comfortable, uh, and the challenge would be more so than the money, I think. It's like you say with Brad Stevens. I think he was doing well at Butler, but you want to see how can I relate to pros and how can I do it the next level i just think it's funny that porter moser if you went up to 10 people on the street and you said <laughs> quick who's the head coach of loyola chicago or tell me anything you know about loyola chicago they'd be like sister jean i know sister jean right. that's what i know i know sister she's more jean. popular than him yeah and i know he's not like i need my shine i need my attention this sister jean she's taking away all my limelight i know it's not the case it's just it's funny where that dude is completely um like the opposite of under a microscope <laughs> you know there's no there is no bright light on him it's on sister jean and she was great she's awesome for that program it's just funny that he is completely anonymous right now in terms of so is the school. Your, your normal everyday fan right like the people in the coaching circles they're very well aware of him not everybody is though that's but it's funny you mention that i think mean, so is loyola of chicago they're anonymous throughout the entire season until postseason play no one talks about Loyola Chicago, nor no. the conference that they're in, until they get to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just the way it is. I mean, maybe he wants to be under the radar like that. I don't know. Maybe it's yeah. better. We'll see what happens. I'm sure right. that some of the major schools, uh, they're going to come calling, and we'll see if he takes it or not. There you go. All right, he's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. This is Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. What jersey will this quarterback wear next season? We'll tell you next. But first, our guy, Brian Finley with the latest. Thank you so much, Dad. I always wear your jersey during the day. Kelvin Sampson has two-seated Houston in the Midwest Regional Final. Richmond and a steal. Dejan Giroux to the other end. Two-hand hammer. And that might be the exclamation point that sends Houston to the Elite Eight. Westwood won on the call. The Cougars bludgeoned Syracuse 64-46 to in the Sweet 16 on Saturday. Houston was much more proficient in rebounding, and the Orange's top scorer in Buddy Beheim was infested with bricks. He had 12 points. Arkansas bolting out to a feverish second-half run to dispose of Andy Furman's 15th-seeded Oral Roberts, 72-70. to Hogs' Devontae Davis made the go-ahead basket, the game winner with less than five seconds to go. Top-seeded Butler, or excuse me, top-seeded Baylor drifting past Villanova 62-51. to The Bears, despite shooting 3 of 19 from long range, had 10 fewer turnovers. And so Baylor and Arkansas will face off in the Elite Eight. And then there was Oregon State, and they took a two by four to Loyola Chicago, 65 to 58. Ethan Thompson, 22 points, and he calmly sunk 
Two foul shots with 35 ticks left to put this one out of reach. And it will be the Beavers and Cougars of Houston meeting in the regional final as well. One score in the NBA. The Clippers take down the 76ers 122-112. Kawhi Leonard scooping up 28 points as L.A. has now won five games in a row. And looking at the lineup for the Sweet 16 as it continues later today, we start with Gonzaga and Creighton at 210 Eastern, followed by Michigan and Florida State. Then it's Alabama and the UCLA, and it's USC and Oregon finishing off the night. Now let's get back to Brian No and his. Uh, hold on, that's USC and Oregon State. No, that uh, no, no. Oregon State Oregon. won on Saturday, <laughs> right? Yeah. So th- these are just looking at what's going on later. USC today. Oregon. Okay, yeah, 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 okay. yeah. I just want to see if you're listening. Oh, that's, wow, Andy, yeah, that's powerful. Come on, man. All right, Did you see something about that. Julian Edelman in there? Oh. Uh, let's, oh! <laughs> but with that, let's get back to Brian No and Andy Furman, my father, who only wears shoes with Velcro. Thank By the way, you, it's going to sound like a hater thing to say, but your Pac-12 conference, which yes. has been so spectacular thus far, Brian Fenley. What, 10-1? Yeah. Is that where they I are I believe right you're correct, Brian. That's amazing. They're going to have one more win collectively as a conference, and that is a guaranteed win between USC and Oregon, right? <laughs> yeah, one Pac-12 right. team's going to win that right. thing. That's going to be their final win of the tournament. What do you think about that? You don't think UCLA is going to win today? Nope. Well, that's going to be a good game, though. I got UCLA. I got Mick Cronin. Let me say this, Brian. How many Pac-12 teams did you have in the Elite Eight before the tournament started? Good call. Good I'd call. I'd have to go I mean, back come on. and uh, dust oh, got... off my bracket. Okay. You know, I probably. I, I don't know. I'll Maybe get zero? back to you on that. I'm not was sure it if zero I did have anybody or, Was there. it zero or minus one? I, you know, I'm not sure. I'm going to have to get back to you on okay. that. It might have been and, and might what have happened been to negative. the mighty. What happened to the mighty Big East? Yeah. I mean, Where what a they? face plant that, that conference has been. Right. Hey, man, the Pac-12 has been tremendous so far. But but there's a difference between where they currently are right now and where it's going to end up. They've got to at least get one team to the Final Four mm-hmm. for this whole thing to stick. We're not going to look oh, back see. five oh. years from now and be like, but they had four teams in the Sweet 16. And no one in the Final Four? We're, we're going to forget if they don't get someone to the Final Four. Yeah, and all of a sudden Alabama has become not only a football school but a basketball school. It's unreal. It really is. It's great. I mean, if you're an Alabama fan, you got like rooting all year long. Football, basketball is great. It really Do is. Do you realize the ugly tweets Brian Fenley is going to send my way <laughs> if UCLA wins today? After oh, the whole I've rant I just had. Up. Oh, man. I, I can't I'm wait. almost hoping the Bruins get it done to see what Brian <laughs> Fenley is going to tweet. Oh, yeah. gosh. I'm going to get I after it. I do hope it. they win. I do hope <laughs> they win. All right. Hey, does he stay or does he go? We'll get to that in just about a minute. He is... Brian No, I'm Andy Furman, and welcome back to the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS to switch, and you can save a bundle on your auto insurance. Now, I got to tell you, B, you know, your Miami Dolphins really and truly uh, kind of screwed up the draft order for 2021. Tell me in your mind what exactly happened, because you know I'm not that smart. Tell me what happened with that big uh, draft order trading thing. They're sending the number three pick to the 49ers. What exactly happened? Lay it out. Well... The Niners made this very bold move. They traded three first-rounders and a third-rounder, basically, to get the uh, the number three pick of the draft. And so you're not going to pay that type of price tag if you're not going to draft a quarterback. So the right. Niners are drafting a QB, and the Dolphins are not. They're building around Tua. You could look at that and say, eh, I don't know about that move, but that's what they're doing. They're going right. to build around Tua. 
So that's what the move is. The Niners are jumping up to draft a quarterback. The Dolphins are like, eh, we can move back. We're not targeting a quarterback, so we can get more picks. That's basically the long and short of it. So what we're saying right now is that means that Jimmy Garoppolo could be a New England Patriot because they're going to draft a quarterback and he won't be playing. And uh, although he's under contract with the 49ers through 2022, but I don't think that means squat because I think he's going to be gone and go back to New England. Agreed? Well, he's going somewhere. I don't know if it's going to be New England for sure. They're certainly targeting him. They've got their eye on Jimmy G. But Jimmy G is not long for San Fran. It could be a situation, Andy, where... This is like the Chiefs, where Jimmy Garoppolo would be like Alex Smith, where he starts for one more year while the rookie sits the entire season. You might see that. Let's say it's Trey Lance. We don't know if the Niners are targeting Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. He only has 17 starts in college under his belt at a lower level. So maybe it takes a little bit longer for him to get adjusted to the NFL game and You want to sit him throughout his rookie season. So you could see that. I get all of it where if you release Jimmy G and you have all that cap space, but we're after free agency largely. At least the big names are off the open market. So if you just released or found a trade partner, it's going to be tough to find that with as much money as Jimmy G has in his deal. But if you're able to get rid of Jimmy G and save all that cap space, well, that's great. What are you using the cap space for at this right. stage of the game? You know, so you might want to keep them around for 2021. Yeah, and if I'm the 49ers on my draft board right now, I'm looking at perhaps Justin Fields. Zach Wilson had a great pro day with the Jets, and he's going to be the number two pick, I got to believe. So I think he'll be off the board at three. You mentioned North Dakota State's Trey Lance and maybe Mac Jones from Alabama. So those are the guys I guess would be on the 49ers draft board right now for their QB. Yeah, well, it's interesting to me is that the Niners, of course, they moved up to the number three pick. So there's no guarantee what the Jets are going to do. They could, like all indications are that they love Zach Wilson and that's who they're going to draft. And that very well might be the case. But there's no guarantee. It's not like Trevor Lawrence is going to Jacksonville. We don't know the same thing about the Jets going with Zach Wilson at this stage. Mm -hmm. So for the Niners to move up to number three overall... It shows me a lot of confidence in Kyle Shanahan's system because if they they were specifically targeting one quarterback in particular, you would think they would need to move up to number two to be able to get the next guy after Trevor Lawrence that they want. And they moved up to three. So it seems almost like a shrug of the shoulders. Yeah, if Zach Wilson or Justin Fields or Trey Lance, if they're there, we can make it work. It just seems like they've got a lot of faith in the system to move up to number three specifically. That's how I read it. And I think the winner in this entire project right here is Tua because right now the Dolphins have given up that early pick and they're going to stick with Tua as their quarterback. Yeah, Tua, he's won. And I'll tell you this, Andy, whoever is drafted by the 49ers, you talk about a great position to be in. I look at it like this, Andy. Think about Sam Darnold. He was a number three overall pick. Look at what he's been surrounded by with the Jets. Look at that supporting cast. Compare that to the quarterback that the Niners draft at number three overall. Look at who you have. First off, you've got Kyle Shanahan as a play caller and scheming guys open. You've got George Kittle. You've got Brandon Ayuk, who was a stud last season, with who behind center, right? Like, imagine if that rookie is good. Look at... 
Debo Samuel is a good receiver, and you use him in unique ways, running him like a running back slash wide receiver hybrid. You've got – look at the defense. You've got Nick Bosa. The team was in a Super Bowl a couple of years ago, and uh, they have a stacked roster. They only bottomed out last year because they were so injured. So if you're drafted number three overall to the Niners – Compare that to the Jaguars supporting cast or the Jets supporting cast. Right. You are in a wonderful position as a QB going to the Niners, whoever is drafted by them. And you mentioned something very interesting, which I think we should not overlook, the fact that maybe the 49ers keep Jimmy G and they bring in a quarterback as like the understudy to Jimmy G, not unlike Kansas City did with Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah. I could absolutely see that happening. I could see the Niners... Just like you said, Andy, let's groom the quarterback of the future, but we're in win-now mode. And if Jimmy G is healthy, which has been seldom two of the past three years, but if he is healthy, well, he still gives gives you a good chance to win games, and he's familiar with the scheme, and he's going to be further along than the rookie at this stage. So, yeah, if, if you can have him under center... That might be the better option for 2021. We'll just see how it plays out. But, yeah, I could absolutely see a Kansas City Chiefs-like formula for the Niners this season. Well, we'll see. I tell you what, it only gets interesting day by day, more so, more so. And the good news is we're not talking about, I'm not going to mention his name, the quarterback of the Texans and what's going legally. So we're moving on on that. <laughs> because that, to me, is, is, is like, a, like a mushroom. It's, it's exploding. It really well, is. Here, the only thing I'll say about that is the Niners, with this move moving up to number three, they have taken themselves out of the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes or the running or anything like that. They are going in a different direction. They're targeting a young quarterback. There we go. And uh, yeah, we'll see where it goes with Deshaun and what the other teams do, where they're sort of leaving the door open, sort of not. We just have to see how it plays out with the draft getting up very close. That timeline is really, really interesting, Andy, no Sounds doubt. Good. I'm with you right there. Brian No, Andy Furman, Fox Sports Sunday. On Fox Sports Radio, the only noise these teams make – is in the offseason. We're talking about the Bronx. On Bronx Talk Radio, it's freaking next. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Do you love Selena? Like, really love? 
Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Bronx Talk Radio, right around the bend, about 11 minutes before the top of the hour. This is Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. We're live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS and you could save a whole lot of something on auto insurance. Let's go to the Bronx. Guys, guys, guys. it's time to channel your inner New Yorker. We want to hear all the irrationalities you can spew on the hottest topics of the day. Get out of here. Here's something we like to call Bronx Talk Radio. Hosted by the great Chris P. Well, the biggest freaking day of the year is coming here. Thursday is freaking opening day. April Fool's. No, not April freaking fools. The Bronx is back starting on freaking Thursday. You guys ready with me? I just yes, picture I you, you sleeping. Yes, You're going to yes, be sleeping. Yes, you shut up, there. I started first. You shut up, Andy. I'm going. Uh, I picture you sitting there sleeping in your Yankees onesie. You know, that's what yeah, I picture yeah, you onesie. the night you before opening day. said it for like six day. freaking months over here. Are you ready? Listen, I've got these tickets ready. I've got some extra ones to scalp. You guys ready? We're gonna have to keep Andy in a mask, like a like a Hannibal Lecter freaking mask. Not, Not a Yankee a, mask. A Yankee mask. A, a Yankee Hannibal Lecter mask to keep you from biting people. But we're out here because we're gonna be savages in the freaking bot Brock. By the way, did you see uh, what was it? Homer Drew with his bracket mask yesterday. Did you see that? <laughs> I did. It's, that was kind of odd. I don't pretty, know. I didn't like that look weird. too much. It's pretty weird over there. Some guys are really bored, you know. Yeah. Speaking of bracket, huh? You know, Loyola Chicago dismissed. Bye bye, freaking Sister Jean. You freaking Don't glory say dogs that about her. Come on. I will. Nice. They were free, freaking glory hogs over here, just wanting to bask in all the freaking attention that he didn't deserve. What? It sounds oh. like you're trying to bask with the uh, microphone over there. What are you doing? Are you- <laughs> I do. Uh, this thing. This thing will not sit still. What is wrong with the mic over there, Chris? I, it, there, there's no cradle on it. It sounds like you're caressing the microphone as you're speaking into it or something. You want me here? I'll just let it go. It's going to float now. How about that? Yeah. It doesn't sound too bad. Yeah, float. Yeah. Speaking of floating. Yeah. 
the Nets on freaking cloud nine over there, getting a LaMarcus Aldridge. They got Blake Griffin, who suddenly yeah. decided he can dunk again. Very curious how he's able to just dunk again like that. But, Jay, hey, you know what? Are we too stacked over here in Brooklyn? They better win it. Some head's going to fly if they don't win it all now. Are they, they are sav- stacked. They, are they savages in the box now? They're too? savages on the court over there because that is a who's who in terms of your starting lineup. And uh, you've got, what, 38 all-star game appearances combined with all those dudes over there. And picking up LaMarcus Aldridge, that's a nice get for them. Nice get really for nice, them. You nice know what? Get. The Knicks still own New York. Oh, the Knicks stop still it. Get out yeah, of they here. Do. Stop they do. it. The Knicks are the team well, in New York. got freaking Derek Rose on his 800th replacement leg. The Knicks are New York's team. Yeah, yeah. The New York's team that we just love to hate. They're New York's team who's going to be watching Brooklyn's team play when they're not. They will. I agree, but they're New York's team, just like the Yankees are New York's team, not the Mets. That's great. What does it get them? Nothing. It gets them uh, watching nothing over eating Cheetos on the couch, just like you and me when Brooklyn. Well, listen, guys, we've got we've got a big problem to solve, though. All right, I want Uh the finest brains in in the Bronx here. Us come to the right here, place. Come yeah. to the right place to solve this. So for about a week now, there has been a giant ship stuck in the Suez Canal. Have you heard <laughs> about this? Uh, Have you heard about it? It's called the yeah. Ever Given. It's a Supermax yeah. freighter ran aground during poor visibility of a sandstorm. I just it's like that, by the way. Ran aground. Yeah, ran I like that ground, description. Stuck yeah. freaking sideways. They sideways. have a dozen tugboats. They can't pull it out. We got to freaking free this thing here. We need our toilet paper. We need our oil for it, gas. It's, it's, over here. A big shoehorn. So what are we going to do? Bronx, come together. How are we going to get this boat out? Um, Tidal wave. That's what we need to do. Tidal in, in yeah. a Suez Canal. We need to induce a tidal wave in the Suez they Canal. They need to do this. How are you going to do that? Unload all the goods and the people on the boat and then blow hey, it up. Hey, don't be negative. I'm freeing the boat over here. We'll tell you all about the big shakeup, but first... It's that time. It's time to say, wake up, America! Teachers now, old man. Yes, it is that time. It is Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian Noah, I'm Andy Furman, and we're broadcasting live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS to switch, and you can save an average of $470 on auto insurance. That's a lot of money for a quick phone call, don't you think? Average nationwide annual savings survey data, July to December 2020. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Yes, and now it's that time to introduce the man of the hour, the man of the ages. Yes, my partner and friend, the man who carries the show. Yes, he is the one, the only, Mr. Brian. No! Hello, B. How are you? I'm swell, Andy. That's how I am. Swell? Yeah. What, is that? what does that mean, swell? Swell. I'm doing well. My, I look at swelling as like a, a bump on your hand. It's a no, swell. no, no. It's, it's like uh, well with an extra bell and whistle. You like know? you cheering. Pump those numbers up. Those are rookie yeah, numbers. Cheery. I'm good. Yes. I'm good. good. I'm fantastic. By the way, I don't know if I misspoke earlier. I might have said Buddy Healed while meaning Buddy Bayheim. That might have happened. If I you, did, no, uh, no, you did you not. Know, you did not. Tip the cap to a Buddy Bayheim right. if I screwed that up. Yeah, and we talk a little bit about the NCAA tournament for those just getting out of bed, just waking up right now. There was a late game last night, and uh, really Houston really gave it to uh, to Syracuse, sixty-two forty-six. Their defense locked in, but it was a bad shooting night for oh. the Orange of Syracuse. Uh, Buddy, whatever you want to call him, but Buddy Bayheim, we'll call him that right now. One first half basket, finished with just a dozen points, shot three for thirty. 13 from three point he shot one for nine so 
credit bad shooting, credit the, the big stage, or credit the defense of Houston, credit whatever you want, but Houston moves on. Yeah, man, it, the quality yesterday. I'm not one to typically whine about the quality of college basketball. There are far too many people out there doing that. These aren't the pros. This isn't the NBA. There's going to be a right. noticeable difference. But man, yesterday, Andy, it was hard. I do I do a local show here in Portland. And listen, it's an NBA market. There are a lot of college basketball haters around. I work with a couple of them. Uh, the guy that produces the show I do, he's like, oh, college basketball is the worst. It's a bunch of dudes bricking Well, because there's no college basketball but, in Portland, basically. Right, right. But, but like Oregon's nearby. Oregon State's doing their thing. Like you got a couple of teams that might both be in the Elite Eight after today. We'll see how it goes with the Ducks. But like you hear a lot of criticism toward college basketball. And I'm typically the one to say they aren't professionals. You know, your right. expectations are out of whack. You're going to a fast food restaurant expecting five-star quality. That's on you. Your expectations are out of whack. I couldn't prop up college basketball yesterday in terms of the quality overall. Those four games, my goodness, the quality more times than not was horrific. It was really bad. I'm not expecting NBA quality. You at least have to give me college quality. And it really wasn't. I thought it was a bunch of kids that wanted it too much to the point where they were just pressing. And I think they got in their own way. It was a rough watch yesterday collectively. I think you have to separate lack of quality, which certainly there was lack of quality for whatever the reason, with excitement. And there was excitement because of the lack of quality. Now, we we lucked out because the lack of quality could have really created lopsided scores. But you look at that Oral Roberts-Arkansas game, yeah, it was lack of quality. The shooting was horrendous, but it came down to the wire with one shot, and Arkansas prevailed 72-70. So it was an exciting game, but honestly, yeah, quality was poor, but an exciting game nevertheless. Um, yeah, like that's the right way to look at it. You got to embrace the chaos and just enjoy it for what it is. And there were, there were some fun moments. The Oral Roberts ending, they almost hit a buzzer beater to get to the elite eight. That was a fun ending, even as brutal as the first half was. And it was all time brutal between Oregon state and Loyola, Chicago, the, the ending, the final minute, they had a chance to hit a three and trim the deficit to two. It got interesting at the end. So, yeah, there were some bright spots yesterday for sure, but I'd be lying to you, Andy, if I said the quality. It was nails on the chalkboard for a good portion of that uh, time I spent watching college hoops yesterday where Syracuse made 14 buckets for the game. They had 14, 14 makes for the game. It's crazy. 14 for 50. I mean, come on. Yeah. It's crazy. Let's get back to the Oregon State game for a second. They're going to the Elite Eight, Oregon State. Uh, they beat over, beat up on Loyola 65-58. But if I'm not mistaken, I mean, they turned the ball over twice before they got off a shot with about seven, eight minutes left in the ball game before they made their first field goal. They were one for eight with four turnovers. The sloppy, I, you know, I can understand missed shots. I, I get that. And you're right. They're not the pros and they'll miss the shot. For whatever the reason, nerves, whatever, defense. But the turnovers, that to me – I'm not going to say it's inexcusable. It happens, but gee, I mean, even Houston, when they had the zone, the two-three zone that Syracuse throws up there, and the beginning of the ball game, they were just throwing the ball away. And then Kelvin Sampson calls a timeout, and he went nuts. He went crazy, but they would just toss the ball away. Go down court, at least take a shot, miss it if you have to, but don't go down there and turn the ball over and give the ball up. That to me is disgusting. I hate that. 
Well, look, man, I don't think that the quality is going to be nearly as bad today. I think that when you look at Gonzaga, I, I can't imagine they're going to have this this dreadful performance. But you'll have blowouts today, which I do. I, I'd rather not. I'd rather see a game like I did yesterday with turnovers and missed shots than a blowout because Gonzaga is going to blow out Creighton today. Well, they very well might, but I don't see USC and Oregon being a blowout. I think that Michigan. Florida State can be good. And I think overall the quality the quality's gonna be it can't be as bad as it was yesterday. I hate even saying this because I you just sound ah, ah you just sound cranky to begin with, you know? Right. But it right. was like the quality <laughs> it's funny because one of the guys I work with, he recorded the Oregon State game. And he's the guy that's always ripping college basketball. And I jokingly sent him a text. I was like, man, dude, I hope you're hiking or running errands right now, not watching this thing. He's like, I'm recording it. I'm like, oh, man, it's going to be brutal when this guy watches it. And sure enough, it was. That was a rough one, man. But, hey, props to the Beavs moving on, getting to the Elite Eight, the second 12 seed ever to do it. It's a heck of an accomplishment. So I don't want to be negative no here all across the board. I'm just saying the quality needs to be better. I'm not expecting NBA quality. I just need better quality than yesterday collectively. So, so it answer was this rough. question for me. I mean, are they going nuts? Are they having like NCAA fever in the, in the state of Oregon with the both teams in there? Is there a lot of hype or it's like ho-hum? It's Listen, it's more ho-hum than anything. There are, don't get me wrong, there are people that are geeked out of their minds for this. But collectively, it's more of, you know, eh, eh. it's a they live shoulder shrug it. for the well, most part. And they're part. not used to it, maybe. That's why, you know, it's funny. I want to do this because I get zingers all the time from my son, Brian Fenley, okay? And I love him dearly. I really do. But there's a time and place, and I think it's time for me to get back. And UCLA's playing Alabama today. 11th seed UCLA, 2 seed Alabama. And I tell you, I, I, I like Mick Cronin. He coached University of Cincinnati. I think it's the end of the line today for them. I think Alabama rolls today. And I'll tell you why. Not because I dislike my son. Daddy. It's because, thank you, UCLA has had a lot of problems defending the three-point shot this year. And I think Alabama lives and dies with the three. That's basically it. They're one of the best shoot, three-point shooting clubs in college basketball. Will they do it today? Will they have a, a, a night like the, some of the teams did yesterday? I don't know that. But if they play as if they had play all season long, they could be blowing out UCLA today. Yeah, it could happen. I just know this. If UCLA pulls it out, Brian Fenley will go on a Twitter rampage oh, oh. with anybody who dared to not have UCLA either in their bracket before the tournament began, or picking them today in this game. He has a checklist. He is like Uma Thurman in Kill Bill, (laughs) just scratching off names of like, okay, all right, Seth Davis, he doubted the Bruins, fire off a tweet. All right, next up, Brian, no, this guy dared to disrespect my Bruins. He's just going to pick us off one by one if the Bruins win today. You know, I I don't know how you feel about this, but there are certain people like the Brian Fenleys of the world that you almost root against the team because you don't want to hear the blowhards going crazy. (laughs) No, really. I mean, he's he's a UCLA ball washer. I get it, okay? But, you know, keep it to yourself. I wanted Oral Roberts to win. I really did. I worked there. I, I don't I don't have any affiliation with them anymore. I don't know anybody on the campus. And, and the Reverend Oral Roberts, he's passed on, so God bless him. However, you know, I, I had some sort of connection, so I rooted for them. Was I an Oral Roberts blowhard? I don't think so. But, again, if, if UCLA wins, you're going to see it all over Twitter, all over social media from Fenley. I told you so. Where the yeah. great is. I, and that's why maybe, as much as I want Mick Cronin to win, maybe I don't want him to win now because of Fenley.
Okay, I'm rooting against them for one reason. It's not just because of Brian Fenley hoping that the Bruins win, which is fine. It's not just because Brian Fenley is going to spam my Twitter feed if UCLA wins. It's specifically because he referred to them as the Bruins, you know? It, this is uh, one of my things here, Andy Furman. Well, when, I understand. Uh, I mean, it's, they, it's the they, Ohio they, State, right? When you get the oh. Sunday night football intros – and yeah. someone is like, Bobby Wagner, the Utah State. It's like, nope, that's not nope. your thing. Yeah, nope, right, that's right, one school. Right. It's the Ohio State. That's it. Stop trying to copy them. You know, come up with your own thing that's cool. That's why I'm rooting against the UCLA Bruins, because Brian Fenley dared to call them the Bruins. That's why. Go Bama. Roll Tide. Wow. You know, look, you you, uh, you did it like the cerebral method. You really did with the, the Bruins thing. I'm not even going down that road. I'm rooting against them right now because of Finley. It's easier than that. <laughs> hey, really. You, you could call them the Bruins. You could call them D.A. Bruins, the Bruins, the Bruins, a Bruin. I don't care what you call them, but I'm going because it's Finley because he is a ball washer and he's a blowhard, okay? And I know at the bottom of the hour when he does a sports update, I'm going to get drilled, but that's okay. I got big shoulders and he's done it all year long, but the one time I've kind of exploded i got a good reason and you're on my corner which is great you really are i uh you know what if we could get a couple of these with the check this out here you go andy anthony miller the university of memphis (laughs) (laughs) the university of memphis what there's no the University of Memphis. Get the out of here. Be original. I mean, you know, don't copy someone else. It, it almost looks poor when you do that. Be original, okay? Uh, you know, if you want to be introduced from Memphis, uh, just say, look, such and such, a University of Memphis grad. You know, be be <laughs> creative. Do something different. But don't give me the V. It belongs no. to Ohio State University. Yeah, or this. Here we go. He landed Roberts, the University of Houston. Houston, That's- the University of Houston. Come on, man. There's no. Or just say, I'm a Houston Cougar. Say that. Just be creative. That's all. Just be a little yeah. different. Don't be that stupid, please. The Bruins. Well, I mean, it's just, uh, it's, listen, you're, it's a lack of creativity. I wouldn't go as far as to say it's stupid. It's, it's just, stupidity. No, no, no. It's no. laziness. Laziness. Yeah. I don't know. Right. It's just, right. you, it's copying. You got to do yeah. your own thing, right? Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. You're exactly right. Thank you. Thank you very much, Brian Fenley. Thank you very much, Brian Noe. Very quiet. I thought he would be defending his Bruins No, he's here. probably writing up some, some, some material to attack you and me at the bottom <laughs> of the hour. But that's okay. That's okay. That's what, you know, that's what sports is. Isn't that what sports is? You know, really? To, to have arguments with people? Isn't that what the, the game of sports is all about? I think. Taylor Decker, the Ohio State University. See, now that's yeah, the. Yeah, that's the. Yes. The. Right. I, I got some things. Just wait. You do. Just you do? wait. Bottom you know, of the hour, baby. You know, it, it, look, Uh-oh. I'm going to say this. snugly between his legs. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say this honestly. It's not a game of like, I'll jab you and you jab me. You know, Brian Fenley, you, you're a good guy. You really are. But you're a blowhard for UCLA. And that's okay. <laughs> that's not a bad No, it's not a bad thing. And you're a bullwasher. But when Brian no, and, and myself, you know, suggest that certain things, it, it's not an attack. No. It, it's our opinion. That's all it is. If, if I'm a blowhard, then what do you call you who got married in a horse stable? What does that have to do with being a blowout? It's a creative situation. You know, we were looking for an opening night promotion. We couldn't think of one. I said, boom, I'll get married here. Big deal. What does that have to do with being a blowhard well, for UCLA? I don't get it. It's because I didn't finish my story. One of the horses officiated your wedding. So, Mr. Ed, he could talk. <laughs> it's all right. Trey Burton, the I University of Florida. 
There we go. I can't wait for the bottom of the hour. I really can't. Okay. Comments are welcome always. Where? On Twitter, at The No Show, NOE Show, at Andy Furman FSR, or 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Bottom barrel betting in this hour with the amazing BB, Bo Benson, and of course, Nose Picks, and a little bit of bits and pieces in hour number three. But the top ten, the top ten, we have it all for you coming up next. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. What do they need? We have it for you right around the corner. About 21 minutes past the hour, this is Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. We're live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call Farmers today for a quote. Oh, my goodness, did I open my mouth and put my foot in the bee. Oh, my goodness. You know what? It happens to me more often than not, and I owe an apology to my guy, Brian Fenley. All right? I really do. 
you want to be a UCLA fan, that's fine. I don't. I have no problem with that. I really don't. And I'm not apologizing for attacking you on the UCLA deal, but I want to say thank you so much because I'm checking the Twitter account right now, and he liked a tweet that I, I had written a column about Oral Roberts in the Cincinnati Inquirer on Friday, and he gave me a like on that. It was a column about my time at Oral Roberts University. So I want to thank you. And again, I put my foot in my mouth by doing so. So thank you. But that's what not is that all? Was that just a cheap plug for your column? Seriously, no. what is that? Because what Brian you said he gave me a like. I, I, you know, okay, he, great. So, so you didn't rip him from end to end. What are you apologizing for? Okay, what are you the hell with it, man. Okay, yeah. The, okay, yeah. You know what? what? Is it I'll with go you? Back. You have such regret. Like, you'll come out and be like, this guy <laughs> is a pig. This guy. Blah, blah, blah. And then the next segment, you're like, you know what? I'm, I took it too far. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, I didn't do. mean to. Like, yeah, I don't right. get you sometimes, Andy yeah. Furman. You're an interesting you know, I'm, case here. I'm man. dyslexic in the med, in the head, dyslexic. But however, Justin, our guy Justin tweets, and he says, uh, don't worry, Mick Cronin will go all Mick Cronin today, meaning another choke job. How do you like that? How do you like that? Well, hey, man, it might not take a, a choke job to lose to Alabama. Who right. Is the better team right now. So, you know, we'll see how it plays out. But I am selling my Pac-12 stock. This is at the peak. <laughs> It has reached its crescendo right here. Now is the time to sell, 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 because the winner of the USC-Oregon game most likely will get Gonzaga and most likely will not have a team going to the Final Four from the Pac-12. And I don't love Oregon State's chances against Houston. I think UCLA loses to Alabama today. The Pac-12 has been tremendous thus far. 10-1 and one speaks for itself. But I think this is the time to sell your Pac-12 stock. It is reached its peak right here. I would sell it. I don't think yeah, they're going to have a team and I in the Final Four. Most people who were doing brackets would have Gonzaga winning it all, going to the Final Four, winning it all. Maybe a Gonzaga-Baylor Final. Can you see a Gonzaga-Houston Cougar Final? They're tough, those Cougars. They really are. I mean, yeah, it's possible. I like them in the next game against Oregon State. And if they right. get to the Final Four... Baylor has not been this unstoppable juggernaut or anything. Right. Like they, they were okay against Villanova yesterday. So yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if Houston made it. I have Baylor winning the whole thing, by the way. And really? that's yeah, I do like Baylor. They're a very good team, uh, perimeter dominant. Um, but it's mainly because I'm not good enough picking the bracket in the earlier rounds. So I can't pick the consensus team. I couldn't pick Gonzaga and win my bracket. You know what I mean? Right. So I have to go a little bit off the grid, just a little bit. So I went with Baylor, and hopefully that'll be enough. If they did win it, that would give me a chance to win my bracket. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. I'm not good enough picking early games. But you will be watching the games today, I'm sure. I don't know. I've got some laundry to do, you know. Um, I've been meaning to... Get someone to do the laundry for you, man. I've been meaning to... uh, you know, watch paint dry, you know, so I might do oh, that. No, I'm kidding. I'll be, I'll be watching the games. I just hope the quality is better than yesterday. Yesterday was freaking terrible. It was awful. So let, I, let I can't be this. worse than it was yesterday. You can't get both. You, you know what I'm saying? You get quality. Here's the deal. I mean, yesterday the quality was terrible, but the excitement was there because they were close games. Today the quality might be better, but what's the deal if you see UCLA lose by 22 to Alabama? You know what I'm saying? I, that's so, not going to happen. They're going to lose by that much, Andy. I don't see them getting boat raced like that. I'll tell you this. After watching yesterday, threes. if you can give me good quality 
you know, respectable. I'm not asking for NBA quality. Give me respectable college quality. You know, good. You're not turning the ball over. You're not breaking three after three. You're not making only 14 shots for the game right. like Syracuse yesterday. If you give me better quality and it's an eight-point win, it's really not in jeopardy. If it's a 13-point win but it's better quality, I'll take that. After yesterday, give me quality, even if it doesn't have the close ending. Well, honestly, I mean, one of the better games of the day was that Syracuse-Houston game, and that was the biggest blowout of the day, 62-46. When you think about it, I mean... Don't don't, don't make me scold you here, Andy. I don't want to hear about quality with Syracuse shooting 14 for 50. <laughs> That's not quality, man. That was freaking brutal. They were 28% from the field. That is I, not I quality. Agree. But but here's the thing. So with, with that Houston-Syracuse game, you got the, the worst of both. You got bad quality and a sort of a blowout. Yes, really. yes, it was both. Exactly. That, that was... If you ranked the worst watch of the day, I really I'm going. I hate to go all in on uh or go I, the worst watch of the yesterday. day. I think was Baylor Villanova. No, oh, no I think may, it was Oregon Loyola, State. Loyola. It was the Oregon State Loyola game. Yeah, Loyola. Dude, it for anybody who didn't watch it, it was freaking brutal. I mean, I'm watching it. I'm like, <laughs> oh my lord, what is happening right here? That first half. If you're if you recorded that, you might want to just burn your entire DVD player. Or, or, I'm like you're a DVR box. Just throw it right into the incinerator. Don't even don't go there and like meticulously delete this game. Nah, I'm not gonna watch that. Just get rid of the whole freaking thing. Safeguard yourself just in case you happen to stumble onto it. You don't want that to happen. You know, it, it's amazing. You expect better from a team at this stage of the season as well. I mean, and, and their excuse, I mean, you don't hear the announcers doing that. I mean, they'll always give you an excuse or reason why they're missing shots. Great defense, pressure defense, whatever it may be, not used to the arena. You said it early on today, you know, the backdrop, you know, the death perception. Come uh-huh. on. If you're a shooter, you're a shooter, right? Isn't it true? I guess maybe if you're playing in a big arena, if you're playing like in a football stadium, maybe. But honestly, you're there and you practice prior to the game anyway. It's not the first time you've been on that court or in that setting. Well, hey, man, uh, I'm not going to give him a complete bailout yesterday. Maybe I think the stage had something to do with it. I, I just think you, you want to survive in advance so much that sometimes you press. And I think yeah. that's what was happening yesterday. It's really all it was. I was even going to go a step further and look at the stage and maybe some of the, the teams aren't quite used to the stage. But Oral Roberts, they in comparison to some of the other teams, Oral Roberts played pretty well. Oral Roberts played better than Syracuse. Yeah. They well, played play better than... Oral Roberts is playing with house money, really. I mean, they're 15th seed. I mean, they didn't expect to be there anyway. So they probably had a good time and just go out there and play. Not to say that they're tight at times, but certainly, I mean, no one thought that they'd be there. They, they didn't think... They probably didn't think they'd be there themselves. Yeah. Well, I, hey, man, I just hope the quality is better today because I don't like being, ah, oh, the quality was bad yesterday guy. You know, no one wants to party with that guy. That guy sounds uptight. That guy sounds automatically like get off my lawn guy. Oh. Uh, and I'm sorry. Sorry to sound like that, but it's the truth. The quality was despicable yesterday. It was awful. It was to the point where I had to turn away from my TV for a second. It's almost like looking directly into the sunlight. You know, I had to turn <laughs> away for a little bit like, oh, my gosh, I need to just get away from the TV set for a second. It was that bad, man. It was brutal.
Yeah, it just the, the shooting. I, look, I, I think that maybe at time. Look, I, I'm not going to give any excuses here, but you probably watch more NBA because you're in an NBA city than college, and you're used to seeing these guys pull up at the top of the it's key. Not, it, no, man, it's not that. It really isn't. It isn't just. It's not comparing. At least I'm not. There are plenty of people who are. I'm not. I'm not comparing college hoops to the NBA. I'm not expecting college players to be as polished as NBA guys. That's an unrealistic request or demand or whatever you want to call it. I'm looking for college players to look like college players, and they didn't collectively for the most part yesterday. That's what I'm talking about. All right, but we will end it on this, that the games were exciting despite the fact they were shooting 30%. Well, Syracuse 14 for 50. I mean, come on. But at least the games were somewhat exciting down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, listen, Arkansas, Oral Roberts was. That was about it. You had the closest other thing. You had Loyola. They missed a three that would have cut it to two points, the deficit in the final minute. But that was it. As far as drama goes, Baylor-Villanova, there wasn't drama. Houston-Syracuse, there wasn't drama. So, I mean, okay, we had one game that was close with Arkansas and Oral Roberts. Um, so, like, this whole thing, at least the games were close that, that you're trying to go. They really weren't. They weren't even that yesterday. It was brutal. It was a disgrace. Put it in the incinerator. Put All right. Put Saturday, uh, like, going to the Elite Eight, that, that goes straight into the incinerator, man. It was rough. Rough. But yeah, you understand took, my point. I don't need to I belabor it. it anymore. You talk about drama. We may be having some drama in about 30 seconds, but can this team survive without this duo? We'll get to that in a minute, but we certainly can't survive without this guy. Brian Fenley has the latest next. Well, thank you so much, J.D. And by the way, I just wanted to let you know, we got a call into the Fox Sports Radio studios. Sister Jean called in and was asking (laughs) about you. She said that because you're in the same, I don't know, age age as her, wanted to know if you wanted to go out for a drink. Well, actually, I think Sister Jean's going out with Rabbi Saul right now for breakfast. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) On that note, making a transition into the NCAA tournament. Sweet 16 action from Saturday. Houston clinging to their rebounding strengths to silence Syracuse 62-46. to The Cougars put a parking boot on Buddy Beheim, who settled for just 12 points, underwhelmed by going 1-9 of nine from three-point range. Arkansas rallies from a double-digit second-half deficit to staple Oral Roberts 72-70. to 70. So, Sorry about that, Andy Furman. I, apparently you worked there. A Hogs Devontae Davis <laughs> made up the go-ahead basket with under five seconds remaining. Top-seeded Baylor latching on to a huge second half to plow over Villanova 62-51. to 51. The Bears, despite shooting three for 19 from long range, had 10 fewer turnovers. Oregon State running over Loyola Chicago 65-58. to 58. Ethan Thompson summoning 22 points, and he calmly sunk two foul shots with 35 seconds left to put that game out of reach. So as it stands, as far as those four games, you've got the Cougars and Beavers meeting up in the Elite Eight, and also Arkansas and Baylor in the regional final. In the NBA, the Clippers slug the 76ers 122-112. to 112. Kawhi Leonard, 28 points. L.A. has won 
won five in a row. The Jazz broadside the Grizzlies 126-110. to Donovan Mitchell had 35 points. The Celtics sandblast the Thunder 110-94. to Excuse me, 111-94. to Moses Brown, the former UCLA Bruin, had 21 points and 23 <laughs> rebounds. And as I leave you with this, another former UCLA Bruin, it's amazing how this happens. Russell Westbrook notching a triple-double as the Wizards blow-dry the Pistons 106-92. to And speaking of the NBA, Andy, I just wanted to ask you, you know, you had that theory about Louisville having an NBA team. How was yeah. that going for you, by the way? I can't, I can't speak publicly about that. I've signed the confidential agreement. <laughs> well, you weren't confidential about your support of Julian Edelman being the starting quarterback for the Patriots this past year. You know what, year. though? You're right, and I'll stick by that. I'm not going to deny I said that, but get some fresh material, will you please? It's getting old. It really is. It's getting old. I'm just saying, you know, I, I love you to death. I really do. But, you know, be creative. I mean, like the Bruin, please be creative. Well, I disagree with you, Andy. That will always be fresh material. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, and, and, We've taken sides. There's a line in the sand. I get it. It's, okay. hard, it's hard to be more creative than you in having a wedding in a horse stall with probably manure all over the place. It was. It's still on my shoes. You know what? I'm, I'm going to get a hold of I, I wish we were on a, a little better hour, mm-hmm. but I'm going to see if I could get Coach Belichick on okay. on the last hour of our show and say, was it so stupid for me to suggest oh, Julian as quarterback? I would love for him to rip best. you. I I'm, would I'm love wait. that. I'm going to wait till after. The, I'm sure he's busy right <laughs> now with Dre. If Belichick in his delivery is just like, I got to be honest. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and he may very well say that. That's fine. Well, it's yeah, not the but, first thing, but... Yeah. I know. You're exactly... We'll see you now. I thought you wait until I take a week off to have Belichick on the, the show. Only t- the only reason I had Belichick on it was on at a 6.30 Eastern time. 6.30 in the afternoon. I, I can't get Belichick on now at, at, at 6 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday morning. I mean, come on. Can't do it. But maybe at 8... And our last hour, we could probably get Belichick on. So I will work on that, but I think I'll wait till after the draft. Is that all right with you? Yeah, okay. hey, man. Okay. Totally fine. You keep on pushing me on that because I'm going to do that. Hey, they finally broke the ice. We'll get to By that. By the way, I, real yes. fast, Andy, super fast. I heard this. Yes. They're raising the uh, the cost of sending letters, and it might take a little bit longer for I it know. to be delivered. Do you hear? Can you believe You, that? Mr. Letter Guy, what do you think it's about me. that? It's killing me. It's yeah. killing me. It is killing me. You got to bring that. You know, two things you destroyed me with today. Oral Roberts losing, which killed me, and now they're letters. I'm probably a postage more so than Oral Roberts because you know me, I'm a cheap kind of guy. It's 55 cents a letter now that's going to go up. And service stinks. I mean, really, if I want to make a letter, for, a mail letter from my house to my neighbor across the street, probably takes three days now. It used to take a day. I don't get it. But that's the way it is. Gotta it's a whole other thing. Let me ask you real fast, super fast. The last yes. thing I'll ask you, we'll move on. Yes. But uh, I have stamps. I rarely write letters. It's, really? you know, once every blue moon. Right. If they're raising the cost to send a letter, if you have stamps that are, like, outdated. There's no could, such thing as an outdated stamp. Th- it doesn't exist, have, huh? No, you could have a two-cent stamp, and you'd have to add, like, 53 more cents, uh, 53 cents to it to make the total what the cost would be for a stamp. So there's no such thing. Plus, they do sell what is called forever stamps. Wait, but, and, but I don't understand that, right? Like, so my stamps right now, I don't know forever? what they're valued at. I don't know that... Like, oh, if I forever. stick it on an envelope and send it, is it going to be enough to send? Or do I need more stamps so, for so it to be legit? So your stamps have no price on them, right? Yeah, I don't there's, believe there's, there's a price on okay, them. Okay, so that means you have forever stamps. That means no matter what they raise the price to, they're okay. good. Okay. Yeah, forever but stamps. But if there is a price on them, You'd it have has to, to be equal to 55. Right, 
Right. Okay. Or whatever it may be as they raise it up. Look at me talking about stamps. Thank you. Thank oh, you. my goodness. Oh. Uh, you cleared it up. You know, I, yeah, I, I like, get it now. Yeah. I'm there. Like the clearasil with pimples on your face. I cleared it up. All right. They finally broke the ice. We'll get to that in just about a minute. He is Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. Together we are Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. We crossed the 50-yard line and welcome back to the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS to switch and you can save a bundle on your auto insurance, bottom barrel betting in less than 10 minutes. But... This is a great show because we've talked college basketball. We've talked the NFL. Now we're going to talk a little NBA. It's a smorgasbord of sports today. And the question of the hour, the question of the day, can the Lakers absorb the loss of both Anthony Davis and LeBron James? Because LeBron, as far as the Lakers are concerned, they've declared him out, LeBron, that is indefinitely. And the the Lakers really have offered no clarity on the best and the worst case scenario with this 36-year-old LeBron. What's going to happen? Well, it's going to be out for a little while, and they're going to plummet in the standings. That's how it's going to go. I'm really curious where the Lakers end up in the standings right. at the end of the season. Where are they? Because think about this, Andy. If you're in the 7-10 to 10 range and you have the play-in games, I still would expect the Lakers to make it in. But if they're in the 7-8 matchup, what if they lose that first game? It's possible, you know? And all of a sudden, you end up as either a, a seven seed, an eight seed. I'm going to assume they're going to make the playoffs. I'd be shocked if they didn't. But all of a sudden, the matchups you have in the first round, your road yeah. to the the championship is much harder. It's a whole thing. I don't subscribe to this. Ah, the Lakers. They'll just they'll crank it up when it matters most in the playoffs. No, I don't think so. Uh, like uh, all roads are not the same. Their road to a championship last season. It could be dramatically more difficult this season in terms of who they face. And we don't even know. I read something about the Miami Heat where they're going to have vaccinated sections in their arena coming up here shortly. So we're kind of in this mode of how much of a home court advantage is there going to be come playoff time with fans in the arenas? And look, as we start to come out of the pandemic and more and more people are getting vaccinated – I'm curious if we're going to see some arenas have more and more fans in there where there might be a bit more of a home court advantage. So this idea of, ah, the Lakers, they're just in cruise control. They'll just, when they get LeBron and AD back, they'll be just fine. Like, their path could be pretty difficult based on where they are in the standings when it's all said and done. Well, you you hit it right on the head. You talked about you can't turn the switch on and off because the Lakers, they will be vulnerable with James. And if he does come back at 36 years old, uh, coming back later on, which it might be, there's going to be some rust on this guy. And there's going to be some minute restriction on him as well. Uh, if he returns and he's fully healed with that ankle situation, he's 36 years old. Nah, I, mean, I don't buy it. LeBron's just fine. LeBron, like, look at last year. Look at all that time off before the bubble. And LeBron was balling out. I have no doubt in my mind when LeBron heals and his ankle is okay, he's going to be the same dynamic player he's always been. You're not going to say, oh, my gosh, LeBron can't do anything out there. That's not going to happen. Well, well, they broke the slump the other night. They had a four-game losing streak to beat Cleveland. I think it was on Friday night, so that's good. But I, you know, I want to give Brian Finley some ammunition because the Julian Edelman thing's getting old, right? It really is. But I'll give you another stupid thing that I said. Remember last year I was championing Rajon Rondo 
from the oh, Clippers gosh, to be the MVP. That was oh, the, the Lakers. He was on the Lakers at the time. Yeah. They, he was traded. Clippers get uh, my MVP choice of a year ago, Rajon, <laughs> from the Hawks for Lou Williams, right? I, I admit it. I mean, I thought he was a valuable cog in that Oh, listen, man, he was valuable. Yeah. He just wasn't the most valuable. I LeBron, I, I, oh, come I blurred on, it dude. out. I admit it. I, I'll take it's ownership insane. of that. You're crazy I said there. MVP. So, so if Brian Fenley wants to use that as well as the Julian Edelman, because the Julian uh-huh. Edelman's getting stale. Okay. So let me, give right. me the Rajon Rondo. You, you can't write your own material for other people. It was a regrettable <laughs> comment, and you're getting crushed for it as you should get crushed for it so like i know your misdirection tactics over here (laughs) but it's not gonna work it's not gonna work with your julian edelman comment him possibly being the 2020 patriot starter at qb craziness but you're right real fast the clippers get rajon rondo and uh listen they had to give up lou williams lou williams is a great scorer off the bench yeah but you're seeing where the clippers they're valuing a table setter more than a scorer off the bench. They want Rondo to to be that table setter for the other guys. It's a bold move, but um, I see the logic behind it. I get it. And playoff Rondo, it's a phenomenon, man. It's a whole thing. So if he's able to get them more on track, that'll be advantage Clippers. I can't wait for the postseason. I think the Clippers are completely undersold. Like last year, sorry, I'm ranting and raving over here. The last thing I'll say. I think a lot of people were championing. They were saying, Clippers, look out. They're going to win it all. And they were let down in a great, great way. And now they're like jilted lovers. Now it swung the other way. And they're like, oh, Clippers, I don't believe in them and all that. I think it's too much tied to the previous season. Look at the Utah Jazz. Everybody seems to love the Jazz right now. They blew a 3-1 lead also to the Nuggets. The same team that the Clippers blew a 3-1 lead to. And nobody cares. Nobody brings that up with the Jazz to uh, doubt them. So I just think there's too much animosity toward the Clippers based on last season. Time will tell. Time will tell right now. They're not the same team as a year ago, but we'll see what's going on. Okay, Brian, no Andy Furman. Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. Is it skill? Is it luck? Or is it chance? It's bottom barrel betting. It's all yours. Freaking next. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? 
Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Bottom barrel betting coming right up about 10 minutes before the top of the hour. This is Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman, and we're live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS and you can save a whole bunch of something on auto insurance. we got a game to play. Let's play it. It's bottom. Oh, no, you thought you was late. You put my money to sleep. You go get my money or I'll put your brain to sleep. Oh, baby, the man who stares this shit, B.B. Bo Benson. Hello, B.B. How are you? Oh, good morning, fellas. How's it going today? Great. Fantastic, Bo. That's How about you? Swell. Swell. Doing uh, doing wonderful, to be honest with you. By the way, Bo, do you say smorgasbord like Andy? I go smorgasbord. I don't put the H in there. It's It's tomato, tomato. Which way do you say it? It's smorgasbord. You go smorgasbord. I say swell. You go smorgasbord. It's smorgasbord. I think you can go with the H, though. I don't think that's technically wrong. Yeah, it's it's regional. Just call it a buffet, if you will. You know, just yeah. call it a buffet. Sure. Okay. So uh, last week, uh, I was gonna, I was gonna, you know, say it was an even tie, but uh, actually, Andy loses for suggesting that Rondo was the MVP last year. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, congrats, Brian, on that one. Um, Thank you. I appreciate yeah, yeah, yeah. the uh, yeah the yeah. executive decision by you. Very to, nice. Uh, to start off this week here, we have the uh, one seeded Memphis Tigers versus the fourth seeded Mississippi State in the NIT final, and we have a uh, Mem- Memphis minus four. Uh, I guess you once you go. First. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Thank you, Bo, yeah. for that. I will. Uh, wow, NIT, you really are <laughs> busting it out is the bottom barrel. Of the barrel. Yeah. Uh, I'll go with the uh, the Memphis Tigers. You know, we played some Anthony Miller sound from earlier in the show. Proud Memphis alum, you know, receiver in the NFL. So I'll go with Memphis because of that. I'm going to go with Mississippi State because Memphis can be sloppy at times, but I'm going to go one step further. The NIT has really, really gone down the cropper because you can't even see the scores and or the the brackets in various publications. You really, I mean, no one even cares. It's amazing where the NIT is Wait a minute. No one cares about the NIT? This is breaking news. I do. All right. Up next, we've got uh, Louisiana Tech versus Colorado State in the NIT consolation game. Over under 140 and a half points. Under. Under, big time under. 
No, this one's going over. I watch a lot of Colorado State and Louisiana Tech basketball. No, and these teams, don't. they can fill it up. Absolutely. And and also, the pressure yesterday in the NCAA tournament, same <laughs> pressure doesn't exist. Like, we got to win the NIT. You know, you're not going to be as... You're not going to be gripping as tightly. So, yeah, overall. We're number 69. All right. Still no Anthony Davis and LeBron James in Los Angeles. So, uh, Lakers minus seven tomorrow against the Magic. You're up, baby. Uh, well, I, I got to take. Uh, it's the JV Magic with all the trades they've made and all of that. Yeah. I'm still taking them plus the points. Give me the Magic. Really? I'm taking the Lakers. I'm taking the Lakers in this one. All right, six-seeded Oregon versus two-seeded Louisville in the women's NCAA tournament semifinal. Oregon minus one and a half. You're up, B. It's your turn, man. I just went. Oh, it is? Oh, okay. Uh, I got Louisville. I got the cards. Ducks. Quack. The quack attack. That is a low point spread right there. A point and a half, you said, Bo? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Louisville's good. Louisville's tough. All right, guys, rounding it out. Wednesday, there's a massive fight going on. We've got uh, Godzilla versus King Kong, and I need an outright winner. <laughs> um, I'm going Godzilla in this one. You There's know? no spread here, huh? No yeah, it's just a pick em? Yeah, it's just a pick em. I got yeah, King Godzilla Kong. for sure. King Kong. Why? King Kong has two names. Yeah, King Kong has thumbs. I'm, I'm going King right. Kong. This is, a, this is actually a hot debate here at Fox Sports Radio. No, is it really? Is a radioactive yeah. lizard? Come on. Yeah, <laughs> me, me, and Alex Tyshirt, the board operator, have uh, almost come to come to blows a couple times over That's this. What I'd so. like to hear. Oh, Good. King Kong's the winner. There we go. Hey, one coach doesn't like competition. We'll tell you who he is next on Fox Sports Radio. Everyone saw this coming. That's next. But first, yes, it is that time. It's time to say, "Wake up, America! Wake up!" That'll get you up. Yes, it's that time. There you go. It's Fox Sports Sunday. Oh, my goodness. He's Brian. No, I'm Andy Furman. We're broadcasting live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS-TO-SWITCH, and you could save big on your auto insurance. It's really the best thing you could do with your phone in a few minutes. Just call 1-888-FARMERS and start saving today. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. And now, in the hour of power, what we call the power hour of this show, no one more powerful in the world of sports talk radio. Yes, I mean that. My partner, my friend, the man who carries the weight on this show, the one, the only, Mr. Brian No, L-O-B. What's up, Andy? Um, I just scarfed yeah. down some apple cinnamon, you know? Good. So I just wanted to let you know that. I had a Nutri-Grain bar today. And I'm just curious, before we get on to uh, stuff that matters, you know, stuff of substance. Well, this, this matters. Believe what you say now. Everything okay, well, you say matters. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, what is the sound effect that Chris plays? I don't know. It sounds like Jurassic Park or what? What is that from? Every Sunday, I think that, and I forget to ask you, what is that drop from? That's. I think it's it's a party from last night in his apartment. That's Godzilla. Oh, oh it is. <laughs> yeah, I didn't Godzilla realize this King was Kong. as big of a debate. Give me King in Kong. The, uh, the Fox Sports Radio. Um, uh, you know the the flagship over there, right? Like uh, Godzilla versus King Kong. This is oh, the whole it's, thing. It's very divisive. It's, Why? Why is it that big of a debate right it's, now? It's who, it's who you grew up with. It's which monster you idolized more. It's who you think it is. It is the quintessential of all ma- of all masculine disagreements. Who would win in a fight? Straight <laughs> up, like true. the giant monkey or the giant radioactive lizard who breathes fire. 
And I got King Kong. I take King well, Kong. Well, you're wrong. Well, we'll it, see. it seems like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I go Godzilla. You got to go Godzilla in that one. Come on. We'll see, what go we'll see what happens next week. Yeah. Right. I just have a feeling me and Andy are going to be celebrating. I, I agree. We'll, we'll lift a little bit of shit. I can't believe together. that it's an even point spread, though. That's what blows my mind. That's only because of American chauvinism, thinking that King Kong has a chance against a superior <laughs> Japanese monster. Like You oh, tell him, Chris. That's exactly yeah. right. Godzilla yeah. all day. Wow. All day. Well, all day today, we're going to have NCAA basketball. Can it be better than yesterday, Andy? Can we make yeah. that happen? Well, you know, uh, yeah, I, I would hope talent-wise, and maybe we will see better out of Michigan, which is the number one seed. Can we see the ball Gonzaga. go through the hoop? That's what That's I'm what hoping for. Well, maybe they should make the baskets bigger, a little wider, you think? But you got a no. two-seed Alabama. you got a one-seed in Gonzaga. That should do better. Michigan's one seed. So hopefully we'll have a little better basketball. I, I don't. You know what? I, I want to see shooting percentages above 30%. I don't want to see 14 for 50 <laughs> like Syracuse had. Because to yeah. me, you know, you're supposed to have some talent when you're in the NCAA, especially when you get this far down the road. I mean, give me a little bit better. That's all I'm asking Which would for. you rather have, Andy, while we're talking some uh, hoops here? Think yeah. about this. The Pac-12 has been tremendous. Pac-12 yes. is 10-1. and one. Well, I'm shocked. Look at the Big Ten. It's been a complete disappointment. Their, uh, their record is 7-8, and eight, I believe, at this stage. Right. Um, so, yeah, not the greatest, and, but you do have Michigan alive. So here's the question. Yes. Would you rather be the Pac-12 with all of this success, this success to this point mm-hmm. but not have a team in the Final Four? Or would you rather be the Big Ten, who was a complete disappointment? They had nine bids. They only have one team left who's alive in Michigan. Or would you rather be the Big Ten if Michigan does get to the Final Four? I'd rather be well, the Big Ten. I, give me the team that, if you have a team in the Final Four, that's what matters most. It's not about what happened earlier in the tournament, you know who had the most Sweet 16 yeah. bids or appearances. It's all about who progresses to the later stages. That's what it's about. Well, it depends upon who that question is being posed to. What do I mean by that? If it's the average fan on the street, sure, they're going to say Michigan to the Final Four because that's what you remember best. Because you remember the Final Four, you don't remember the teams that were eliminated along the way. If you're the commissioner of the Pac-12, you say, I I want my Pac-12 teams there because it's more green cabbage, it's more money. The deeper the teams go and the more teams that go, more money's been made. So it's a toss-up question. Yes, as far as like notoriety, yeah, I'll take the Big Ten with Michigan going to the Final Four. As far as money and business, I take the Pac-12. Well, listen, we're just talking about accomplishment. I like how oh, okay. you you've right. got cash on your well, mind, and that's fine, you know. No, it's but fine. it's business. I mean, really, it's not it's cash great. on my mind. Yeah, okay. But, well, we're talking about which is more impressive. Of course, going to the Final Four. Yes, no doubt about it. That's of what course. you're going to remember. But yeah. So at least. I love what the Pac-12 has done to this point. But it's almost like when my when I was a young kid, my dad was teaching me how to throw a football and mm-hmm. like to a receiver. And he would always be like, you don't throw it where the receiver is. It's where he's going to be when the ball gets there. You know, right. that's how it is. Right. It's just the same thing in sports. Where we are right now with the Pac-12 is going to be much different I think in very short order. I don't think they're going to have a team reach the Final Four. I'm not well, rooting you, for that USC's, to be the case. I just I don't see a, a team getting to the Final one's Four. One's definitely the gone to today. I mean, the USC's playing Oregon today. Right. So one's, one's out of there right it's there. It's class half full, half empty. One is guaranteed to go forward. One's guaranteed to lose. So we'll have three 
Pac-12 teams in the Elite Eight? Well, possibly. It depends on, I think UCLA is going to lose today. So we'll at least have two Pac-12 teams in the Elite Eight. So you at a minimum have two chances to get a Pac-12 team in the Final Four. I don't see it working out. And I just think we're caught in the here and now with the Pac-12. They've been tremendous to this point. But if they don't have any teams reach the Final Four, you're going to forget about this run. Think about the last time. Virginia won the latest championship, right? The last one that was played two years ago. How ridiculous would it sound to be like, oh, but the Big Ten, they had four teams in the Sweet 16. You wouldn't say that because it sounds ridiculous. Well, no one says that. I mean, really, they they, they did still say that. But that's going to be the same thing with the Pac-12 if they don't have a team reach the Final Four. You've got to get to the Final Four to put an exclamation point on this tournament success that they've had. And then Oregon-USC game poses to be a very interesting game because way back on February 22nd, USC smacked them around pretty good, 72-58. So we'll see what happens today. Although I'm taking Oregon to win this game today over USC. Yeah, and that's fine. But, you know, your Oral Roberts Golden Eagles, they lost to Arkansas earlier in the year. And that was, um, they almost had a buzzer beater yesterday, you know? know. So listen, the game's earlier in the season. Uh, yeah, it doesn't mean it's going to translate. And you know that. I'm not saying that you don't know that. But the I may earlier... not know that. You don't know that I know that. <laughs> I, just... <laughs> I may not know that. I'm just I saying. opened your eyes to that one, yeah, huh? Yeah. Right. Yeah, especially this year with the pandemic and all the craziness. I just, I take it with a grain of salt when it comes to, like, games earlier in the year between the same two teams that are about to meet again, you know? Well, I'm glad you brought up the Pac-12, okay? okay? Because, you know, if you live in the Midwest or the East Coast, you really you rarely see the Pac-12 because the game starts so late and no one's staying up to watch them. But UCLA coach, a good friend of our guy, Brian Fenley, Mick Cronin, yeah. he criticized the NBA, he criticized the G League just the other day because they were going after a former V-Bruins recruit, V-Bruins now, who signed with the G League back in April. So we knew this was going to happen because this competition. But Cronin kind of like went out. He went a little nuts. Because, and I don't blame him, really, because the kid basically signed a, a letter to commit that he was going to play for UCLA. and then, But then again, you say to yourself – Maybe college isn't for everybody. This is a good opportunity for kids to say, look, I want to play ball. I really don't like school. I want to make some money, and I want to eventually go to the NBA. This is my ticket right here. I'm going to do it. Well, I get why Mick Cronin wouldn't like it. Sure. But, dude, this is the reality here. Right. I mean, how often do we see this in college? Forget about the G League and all of that for a second. How many times do we see a kid – verbally commit to a school and still get recruited elsewhere and the kid changes his mind happens all the time so this is the way it goes i get why mick cronin doesn't want to lose one of his top recruits to the g league but yeah you can't go in on it this is just the way it is and you're going this is tough for college hoops that's why at a bare minimum you have to allow the nil bill to go through right like you have to be able to profit off your name image and likeness especially when you have the G League, these kids can go over there and earn hundreds of thousands of dollars sure. immediately and get endorsement deals. Like, and Why no on finals. earth are you signing up for college basketball if you have that opportunity? That's the way a lot of kids are going to look at it. I know term papers. Really? <laughs> right. You don't have to jump through the hoops. It's just all basketball. It's like a trade school. Instead right. of taking, uh, I don't know, History 101, it's like, screw that. I'm taking Hoops 101. It's all right. basketball all the time. 
Yeah, and Cronin came out the other day. He said, well, uh, the college has been a free form system for like 40 years for the NBA. And he said it has superior benefits for player development. It may be so. Maybe it's true. But the point is this. If you're basketball 24-7, you don't want term papers. You don't have to worry about staying eligible. And I'll tell you what, these kids right now, they're in Indianapolis. How in the heck are they doing schoolwork? I guess I guess virtually. Are you kidding? Come on. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been in school for three, four weeks. Well, look. Please. He's only looking at this from his vantage point. If you put yourself in the shoes of a prized recruit, and on one side it's, hey, I could go to a major university, and I don't want to make it sound like there aren't pros with that. There are absolutely benefits to going and playing college ball for a major university. Yes. It could be a very well-known head coach. He's going to coach you up. You're going to be on the big stage. It's going to build your value. You're going to have tons of great experiences, all of that stuff. Okay, contacts great. contacts with alums, alum contacts. And then on the other side, well, I could go to the G League. I can make bank from the get-go. I can sign endorsement deals. I'm going to get good coaching. I'm going up against professionals, which are going to sharpen my game. So there are a lot of benefits. If you look at it just from the recruits' point of view, it's not close to what Mick Cronin is. If you put yourself out of the, the coaching you know, like, don't put yourself in the coaching shoes. Look at it from the recruits' point of view. Right. And the G League, there are a lot of things going for it. I mean, you're not having Jalen Green and these guys that are going to go high in the NBA draft going to the G League for no good reason. So I don't want to make, I don't want to hear Mick Cronin sounding like there's no good reason for a recruit to go and to I'll the G League. And I'll say this to Mick, and I'd say it to his face. Mick, don't be a hypocrite because there are many a coach out there that will recruit a player, and a week or two later, they're going to bolt and get out of their contract and go to another schooling coach. It happens all the time. You can't do that. Look, I'm, they talk about this player transfer portal that's going on right now. There's something like 900 college basketball players in that portal right now, and I'm hearing people whining, oh, the players are soft. They're whining. No, finally, players have free. Freedom. Finally, players have a say. The players are the show. Let them do what they want to do. Coaches for years could have done and still do what they want to do and bust contracts and leave. If a player wants to leave for whatever the reason, he doesn't like the coach. He doesn't play enough. He wants more exposure. Whatever the reason, he has the right to do so now in that player portal. It's like free agency in college basketball. Yeah, well, hey, listen, I think that without getting too deep into it, I think that there are plenty of legitimate reasons why a kid would want to transfer. Right. Like, you're not going to be a starter, and you could be elsewhere. That's a pretty good reason. Some would look at it like, you stick it out. Like you Look, if you put this out of sports and you put this in life, we're in radio, right, Andy? So if you're at a station and you want to have an on-air shift – and you're buried on the depth chart. You're not going to get the reps. Thanks but you could elsewhere. You're going to go elsewhere more times than not. It's not like you stick it out and you stay there for way longer, not getting the rep, reps Thanks that you want. Thanks for not using my name. Thanks for not using my name <laughs> in that one, really. But you understand the point. Like There are legitimate reasons to transfer. Now, there are soft reasons to transfer also. Right. And it can be a mixed bag. But I just wouldn't speak in absolutes. Where these kids are soft, they never have a legitimate reason. No, sometimes they do. Sometimes they there do. are legitimate and reasons. And maybe they want to, to be closer on. to home. You know, for years, as a kid living in New York City, kids would go out of town, New York City high school basketball players, and come back the next year to play at St. John's because they wanted to be closer to home. There's nothing wrong with that. Homesick. Really. It yeah. happens. 
And the, the, listen, there are tons. Look at Russell Wilson, where he wanted to play baseball. And NC State was like, eh, eh. He's like, fine, I'll go to Wisconsin. Like, what is this? So there are there are plenty of reasons why kids transfer. I just, I would not paint the bro- paint it with a broad brush, you know? Right. And, uh, but anyway, I don't even know how we got onto that. Well, yeah, we got to move on. Comments, comments are welcome right now on Twitter at the No Show N O E Show at Andy Furman FSR or better yet eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. And if you're too stupid to figure that out, I'll help you. Eight very condescending by you. That's the very, way. Very very condescending. That's the way I am. To our, I'm in the portal right now. Sorry, our prized audience. They're going to transfer from us at this rate. Let them try. Let them try. Eight seven seven nine nine six sixty three sixty nine. We got some bits and pieces coming up in this hour, and of course, the highlight of the hour. Brian No and No's picks. But you tell us. You tell us. How can this ever be equal? That's next. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to Stan, the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. 
Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Can she really be that out of touch? We'll get to that in just about a minute. 22 minutes past the hour. This is Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. He is Brian Noel. I'm Andy Furman. We're live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. Call Farmers today. Today. Call them today for a quote. All right, B, let's get rock and rolling. Bottom of the hour, a little bit of bits and pieces. But this is an interesting story because I think some people are out of touch. And, and people think that I'm out of touch with the Rajon Rondo and the Julian Edelman. So maybe I'm you out are, of touch. You are well. way out, I'm of out of touch. On those. I am yeah. out of touch. But the World Cup champ, U.S. soccer star Megan Rapinoe, uh, she highlighted the ongoing inequities and discrimination women face when it comes to compensation in sports. Uh, the weight room incident, poor planning, obviously, by the NCAA. We all know about about that, the men had a tremendous facility. It looked like a barn, and the women had like a little closet. It, it was wrong. Okay, uh, as for salaries, Megan, don't you know it's based on money? The more money brought in, the more money that's shared. And I'll give an example. Maybe I'm way off base on this, and help me out. Uh, a sports talk radio host in Boise, Idaho, is not making as much money as a sports talk radio host in New York. Yeah, they both do the same job, as Megan's always saying, but it's all about the marketplace and the money that's generated in that marketplace. Well, yeah, I mean, I come back to, I always say equal percentage, not necessarily equal pay. And right. what I mean by that is, I think that men and women should get an equal percentage of whatever money is brought in. Let's say, um, I don't know, Andy, you're in your band, okay? You've got a band, and your band is really successful. You're selling out arenas. These are in normal times, right? There's no pandemic. You're crushing it. If you make 20%, let's just say, of whatever money you bring in, or there'd be a higher, let's say you make 80% of what you bring in and there's promoters and there's this and there's that, but you make 80% of whatever is brought in because you're so successful. Me and my little piddly band, we're, we're making very little, but I still make 80%. Like it should be the equal percentage, but yeah, that might not yeah. equal the same amount of pay. Good it's point. all about what you bring in. That's what I always stick yeah, to. It's the cut of the pie. Everybody gets a percentage of the pie, but the pie might be bigger in other areas. than. Sure. For example, the NBA pie is bigger than the WNBA pie. So obviously the men are going to get more money than the women because there's not that much money in the pie. Right? Absolutely. Uh, right. And, and that, that's where it. it doesn't make sense to say, hey, uh, Sabrina Ionescu who is the number one overall pick, she should make the same as LeBron. It's like, that's not going to happen. But if you want to talk about percentage, and we're talking about the U.S. women's soccer team versus the U.S. men's national soccer team, I'm totally down with equal percentage. I think it's totally wrong if, uh, I, I don't know, whatever percentage of the cut the men make compared to the percentage of the cut the women make. If that is unequal then yeah, I'm with you. That needs to change. But if if you're sitting here saying, hey, we're making less, but our pie is much smaller, it's like, well, then you should get a smaller piece. That's just the way it works. Right. You know, look, uh, I don't think that Megan Rapinoe is that foolish or that stupid. And, and she's trying to make some noise, and she's making a lot of noise, and she has a lot of followers. People believe in her, but should the WNBA players make the same as the NBA players? I don't think so. Look at the TV money. Look at the interest. Yeah, they do the same job. 
and and I'm sure that uh, they want to make the same amount of money, but you just can't. A, the money isn't there to share with those players. It's not the TV ratings aren't there. Uh, fan interest isn't there. Look, I don't know how many people have been following the NCAA women's tournament. I'm not here to knock women's sports. I'm talking about economics rather than right. interest. It's all about right. economics. Well, that's the thing is I think when we throw in gender, because we're not viewing this story in a vacuum, there have been decades of things that should have never gone on with how women have been mistreated. And so it's hard to look at a story like this just in a vacuum. If you're sticking with college athletics for a second, just stick with men. Like the, the football team, they're going to have plush conditions compared to the lacrosse team. Like that's just the way it is because of what they're bringing in. Take Alabama, for instance. If you go there... What's Alabama going to do? They're going to look at their football team and they're going to say, we are making a ton of cash here. So you know what we should do? We should take some of this cash and have these unbelievable facilities, which will hopefully turn into some awesome players saying, I want to go to Alabama, and then we can make more awesome money. That's just the way it goes. And when you bring in gender into it, it's a whole different ballgame. I think if you just say, Alabama football versus Alabama bowling team, tennis team, uh, lacrosse team, whatever. It's not going to be the same thing because you're not looking at the same pie. That's what it comes down to. This is a hits the nail right on the head. According to a summary that was reviewed by the New York Times, the NCAA budgeted get this $28 million for the 2019 Men's Basketball Championship, a 68-team game tournament that was played in major cities nationwide. The NCAA budgeted $14.5 million for the Women's Championship, which is a 63-game competition that was also staged across the country. 28 mil, 14 mil, half the amount of money. Look, I, I don't know why they did that. I don't even know why they'd be putting themselves in a position to do something like that. I think you have to do that equally. That's done equally because it's a tournament, it's facilities, it's equipment, it's the weight room, it's everything like that. But yeah. as far as getting paid as a professional, can't do it because the money is not there well, for them. Well, a couple of things. Um, the, the accommodations for the the women in the uh, the NCAA basketball tournament – that was just embarrassing. Right. That was so, so bad for the women. Oh. And for the NCAA to be like, it's a space issue. And then yeah. there's a video like, no, it's not a space issue at all. It's, But that was embarrassing. It has to be way better. Um, right. That's the first thing. But if you um, – I think that what we're talking about, it shows you – I can understand, I really can, why the NCAA is so reluctant to pay players – uh, they should be allowing the players to make a buck on their name, image, and likeness. That's the bare minimum they should be doing. Right. Um, and you can make the argument they should be getting paid also. But think about this from the NCAA's point of view. You want to talk about a never-ending headache oh. in terms of why are you paying this person less than that person? And why isn't it equal here? And what about this? And how oh. come this? Do you realize how many... You talk about opening a can of worms. Yeah, why aren't soccer players getting paid and basketball players oh, off? Right? Yes, it would be never-ending. I can't. I can completely understand it from their point of view. Unless they absolutely have to do it, they will fight tooth and nail not to do those things because no one will ever be happy with whatever system there is. Right. 
You're exactly right. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, look what they had to do for Title IX. How many men's sports were eliminated to make it equal for Title IX years back when it, when it originated? Was it 1971, 72, something like that? A lot, of, a lot of colleges had to either increase sports, and it hurt them budget-wise. They didn't have the money to do so, but they had to do it because of Title IX. Yeah, and uh, man, the second you start paying, let's say, some football players who are bringing in a ton of cash – do you it's almost like saying to a it's asking a a player a question you know and you know that if you give the one answer to that one question there're going to be 50 questions that follow it that's the way it would be for the NCAA the second they give some sort of stipend or whatever to college football players immediately it's why aren't you paying this team why aren't you playing paying this gender and oh my gosh it would be never ending well recruiting is going to go nuts because you know a kid's going to get paid more in the SEC as a football player than if he went to Grand Valley State to play football right and that's the thing Andy is we can have this discussion about the pie. Like, how big is the pie? Meaning the money that you are generating. That matters. But in this day and age, no one wants to hear that conversation. Right, right. They don't want to hear it. And Especially they're just hearing unequal. Not the same. What the hell? And it and, works. Because people but, follow. It works, though. Believe yeah. Me, but you it. could say that till you're blue in the face and say, but this sport is generating millions of dollars billions sometimes and and these other sports they're they're not they're losing money it's totally it doesn't matter unequal not the same so you don't you don't want to go down that road if you're it's a rallying i get it I get Megan Rapino is smart enough to do that, and I know she's not that stupid. She's smart. She know she look. She said, despite all the wins in soccer, I'm still paid less than the men who do the same job that I do. And you know what? People hear that and they go, Yeah, yeah. And she's laughing. She's <laughs> yeah. laughing because she knows she's wrong. I know no, she's not that. I don't dumb. believe that. I believe really? she feels she's completely right. Uh, I, I, in my soul, I believe that. I want to meet her. I want to meet her. Really. I mean, you can't be that foolish not to know why you're not getting paid the same. I, I don't get it. I don't. Uh, yeah, I, hey, I hear you, but I, that doesn't mean that's the case. <laughs> like, She's got to follow us, boy. She really does. All right, Brian, no, Andy Furman, Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. We've got some really good bits and pieces coming right up. But first, a little bit from Brian Fenley with the latest. Well, thank you so much, Andy. And as you guys talk about making money off of sports, the only sport that you would be able to ever make any sort of coin off of is being a horse race jockey. Right. Looking back in... Thank you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just want to throw that at you there. Uh, uh, You're mumbling there. Uh, You're mumbling too. What are you talking about, Brian? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. All right. Looking back yesterday in the NCAA tournament, the Sweet 16, Houston dominating on the glass as they clothesline Syracuse 64-46 to in the Oranges' top scoring threat. Buddy Beheim underperformed. He had just 12 12 points with one of nine shooting from downtown. Arkansas lodging out of a double-digit second-half deficit to punk Oral Roberts 72 to punk. 70. Yeah, punk. you like that? Yeah, yeah which is what I do to you anytime I get the chance to have some banter with you on this program. I always deliver the haymakers. Hogs Devontae Davis made the go-ahead basket with under five seconds remaining. And Golden Eagles' Max Acemas saw his would-be game-winning three-pointer glance off the iron at the horn. Afterwards, Razorback head coach Eric Musselman keying in on the difference in that game. 
I think our pick and roll defense was was probably a little bit more effective than what they saw in games one and two. Not much though, but 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 slightly. Um, but I thought our trapping, um, you know, and, and trying to get the ball um, out of certain players' hands was very effective. The Razorbacks' defense, effective, and now we'll get a stiffer test come the Elite Eight with top-seeded Baylor after the Bears maul Villanova 62-51. to Baylor had 10 fewer turnovers, so those two will get it on. And Oregon State, after plowing over Loyola Chicago 65-58, to will meet up with Houston, the, the Cougars. As far as what's taking place later today, we've got four Sweet 16 contests to wrap up the second half of those games. We start 2.10 p.m. Eastern, number one Gonzaga against Creighton. That is followed by Michigan, another one seed, taking on Florida State. After that, Alabama, UCLA, and then the night finishes off with USC and Oregon. I'm sorry about your Bruins. I just want to let you know beforehand. <laughs> I'm sorry. I want to be the first. My condolences to your Bruins in their season ending today, Brian. Well, uh, my condolences to your bracket because you didn't even have UCLA beating Michigan State in the first four. So. We don't even count that. That doesn't even. Uh, there are plenty of brackets. You don't even uh, count that game, you know, so it didn't hurt me. Okay, well, then even after that, I don't think you had UCLA. So By the way, real fast, super that. fast. Yeah. So I'm in this pool, and it's you just get a square, okay. right? And it's kind of like a football pool where the final score determines the winners. So my numbers are six for the winning team, zero for the losing team. So if the score ends, like, say, 66 to 50, mm-hmm. right? Like six and zero, I would win. The right. only game... This tournament that ended in 6-0, and zero, to my knowledge, is UCLA beating Michigan State. And I don't get paid because it was the first four game. How about that? Yeah, well, that's what you get. And now I understand where the hatred for UCLA comes from <laughs> because you didn't get paid. <laughs> With that, let me send it back to Brian No and his partner Andy Furman, who when it comes to a sports topic and a debate, he will go all sides of the discussion so that he covers all of his bases and has either end of the topic. Thank you very much. And it's so nice to be on the outside looking in with you two guys fighting. I just love that. I really you do. do. It's I was, fun, I was isn't amused. It? I love that. Sorry really about did. your Bruins crashing and burning today, Brian Fenley. I apologize. But should they win, we will not hear the end of oh. it. Oh, yes, you will not. <laughs> I know. As a matter of fact, they'll probably do some sort of a podcast, you know, an all-time, an all-time Bruins team or something like that, right? I, I, I get it, right? He'll cut audio of this show, splice it yeah. in. It'll be a whole They'll thing. Get John Wooden's great, great, uh, you know, his grandson as a podcast, but that's okay. Hey, I bet you didn't know this about Zach. We'll get to that in just about a minute. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman with Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. And welcome, welcome back to the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. Call one eight 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 Farmers to switch, and you can save a bundle on your auto insurance. So we got nose picks coming up in about six seven minutes from now, and and this is. Is somewhat interesting because this to me is how not legends are made, but how people love or hate athletes. What do I mean by that? You know, most people have never seen an athlete that they root for up close and personal. So what do they do? They they see him on TV and, and they form an opinion, not from the way he plays, B, but I think the way he acts on TV. You know, if he's real funny, if he's cordial, then they like him. Oh, he's a great guy. He's a great guy. Don't you agree? That's just the way it is. Where is this coming from? What, what athlete do you have in mind? Well, I, I, so any athlete in general, look, uh, 
Give me a name. Give me any athlete. I mean, that uh, that fans really like. They like him because they've seen him, not so much the way he performs on the on the playing surface, but the way he handles interviews at press conferences, things like that. You know, they may like Cam Newton the way he dresses at news conferences. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Things like that. The visual will decide whether a person likes or dislikes an athlete. That's my take on that. Right. No, yes. That, that's fine. I just don't understand where this is coming from. You oh, just dropped this from the no, heavens. I, no, I'm coming from because now we find a little background information on BYU quarterback Zach Wilson. And okay. I think that his background is going to create a lot of love in New York City when he gets to the Jets. Do you know that before his breakout junior year, Wilson made 10-hour drives to Southern Cal to work with his quarterback, too, to John Beck? This is according to NBC Sports' Peter King. And when COVID-19 canceled the spring workouts at BYU, Wilson stayed in California for a stretch. He worked for DoorDash on Saturday nights to help pay for gas and expenses. This shows me that he's a regular Joe. You know, I kind of like the guy already. You know what I mean? No. Yes. I, uh, okay. Uh, no. okay. Listen, okay. as far as the grind, that's great. Um, it makes me think of Najee Harris. We had this story over the past week where his flight was canceled from Dallas to Tuscaloosa. Alabama was having their pro day. So he drove nine hours. He wasn't even competing. He wasn't getting timed. He wasn't doing anything, working out. He was just there to support his teammates. I love stories like that. So it's a little right. bit like what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's I'm with you. The yeah. stories that might not be publicized. Look, man, it's one of these deals where there were there were rumors about when it was Alex Smith versus Aaron Rodgers in the 2005 draft. There was something about Alex Smith opening a door, and that was like, oh, wow, that's, that's very admirable. We like that. And I don't know. I think that you can get – out of sorts with that. I don't care about Zach Wilson and his door dash. I don't care. I care about about what are you doing on the field production-wise more than anything. Right. Um, You're right, but maybe the fringe fan. I I don't know. I'm just saying, because I do know, I I tend to like or dislike an athlete more or less, not so much what he does on the field of action, but if if he's a complete jerk, I say, oh, man, come on, really. Sure. Yeah, well, that's fine. That makes all the sense in the world, but it depends on what you're applying it to. Because if you're just talking about likability, yeah, that goes a long way. But if you're talking about a team evaluating Zach Wilson and how much more interested they are in his services. I don't care about DoorDash. I care about accuracy (laughs) on the field. I care about decision-making on the field, right? Like a lot of that stuff you leave – at the uh, at the door, and uh, you go elsewhere when it comes to evaluating a player. That's all I'm saying. It's two different well, conversations. At you're once. exactly right. Okay, but if, if Wilson does end up in New York, get this one. His family shouldn't have a problem getting from Utah to MetLife Stadium. Get this. His uncle David Neilman is the founder of JetBlue. How's that? Pretty good, huh? He's set for life. Well, hey, man. Yeah, that's that's great. great. Good for him. I love that. All right. No, you talk about actions off the field. And again, I'll go back to Julian Edelman, okay? When the NBA player, I won't even mention his name, was making anti-Semitic remarks. Why? It's Myers Leonard. What's wrong with mentioning his I, name? I don't like the guy. I don't, because I don't like him. Okay. Okay, Myers Leonard. okay. He's been cut by Oklahoma City already. He's been blacklisted right? by you. Is that what yes, happened? Yes, he has, right. But okay. Julian Edelman reached out to him, you know, to, to say, look, yes. you know, let me, that, that to me, is is a gesture that 
will live for a long time in my mind that I don't care what Julian, sure. he, he could drop the next 10 passes that's thrown to him. I just think that the guy's got a tremendous heart. What if I, he I, throws 10 straight incompletions when ah, he's starting at quarterback? See, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> no, but I hear he you. It, it. How he handled that, both situations, with Deshaun Jackson, who posted yes. some idiotic things, and then uh, um, with Myers Leonard and his anti-Semitic slur. I thought Julian Edelman was – Great handling Top both shelf. of those situations. And so, yeah, I can, I fully understand how that goes a long way with the likability factor. But when you're evaluating a player, I'm not evaluating a player and saying, we want to draft this guy. He, did you see all the money he donated with no, the Girl Scout you. cookies he's yeah. bought yeah. throughout yeah. his time? I, I don't care. I don't care. Like, what are you doing sweat. on the field above it's all It's all else? about sweat and action. That's what it yeah. is. Yes. All right, Brian Fenley. We hopefully UCLA wins for your sake, okay? But deep in our hearts, we want them to lose. Brian, no. was that a slip? Did you just catch yourself? That might have been a very, very savvy radio save right there. It definitely was. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely was. Because I was going well to say, done by it's you. Brian, yeah. uh, it's going to be Brian, no, and Andy Furman, Fox Sports Sunday. But if Brian Fenley came out, he's on my mind. I know. Mind. And then, then he, you're he, like, shoot, he's I got gotta... a condo in my head right now. Really? Yeah, it was a, well. Mind. That was very well done. Because I'm like, yeah. I think that was a save, but I'm not sure See, you pulled you're, it you're off. You're smart. So well. Most People don't think that, but you do. Okay. But Brian Fenley, get out of my head, please. <laughs> Brian No, Andy Furman, Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. And I'll tell you what, can you top this, that, and more next? Nose picks coming right up. That's Brian No, about 10 minutes right now before the top of the hour on Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. At top of the hour, that will be 9 o'clock on the East Coast. You could hear the golden tones of Mike Harmon and LeVar Arrington. Harmon and Arrington, hear them on iHeartRadio or the iHeartRadio app. Sirius XM Channel 83 and many of these same Fox Sports Radio affiliates. That's at the top of the hour right now. We're live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS and you could save a whole lot of something on auto insurance. But right now, my guy, my my partner, Brian O, and those picks. Are you ready for it? Sparky, here's the deal. Are you in desperate need of gambling insight? Do not fear, for Brian No is here. And now the time has come for Nose Picks. All right, Andy, regrettably, I have to oh. note that I was uh, 0 for 3 last week. What? Oh, yeah, I know. No. <laughs> no. That's the old me. Okay, that's the old me. It's the new me. I got three lines. I'm seeing big things here. Success written all over this. I'm going to still take uh, UCLA. I'm going to continue beating up on them. I'm laying the six and a half. Roll tide. They take down UCLA. And the beginning of the end starts for the Pac-12 in this NCAA tournament. So take the tide minus six and a half. I do. I have to say, though, that Oregon and USC, that's game two I'm going with. Take the over 138. I just I think that they're going to get uh, above that total. I don't see the, the teams being as tight and breaking everything like most of the teams yesterday. That's, that's a good bet. That's a good yeah, one. I like that one. And then also yeah. Blazers. It's a pick em tonight at Toronto. I know Damian Lillard, he's listed as questionable with a, a knee injury, but... I think he goes, and even if he doesn't, I still like the Blazers in that one. So yeah, go with the Blazers yeah. against the Raptors on the road. I think that's destined for 3-0. and 
Uh, I'd like two out of three. I'm not so sure of the first okay. one. That's tough. All right, All All right. right. party All right. pooper. But it's time to go your own way, Andy Furman. What do you have for us this you morning? You know, I'm talking about pizza. Pizza toppings like pineapple can cause controversy, but most people can probably agree they don't want dirt on their pie. Now, a Detroit man's dinner was spoiled when the DoorDash driver, who was delivering his pizza, dropped it out of the box onto the home's front porch. The whole incident was caught on video by his doorbell camera. Rodney King Jr. told Fox 2 in Detroit that he and his wife had ordered the pizza, and they they watched from their window. When the guy was walking up to the porch, he said we saw that he was holding the pizza vertically from there. I knew the fact that the pizza was outside of the box. And then the pizza fell to the ground from the vertical box. Now, rather than admitting the mistake that the pizza was out of the box, the delivery driver get this shoved the dirty pizza back into the box, placed it back down on the porch <laughs> as if nothing had happened, okay? And uh, what happened was the DoorDash spokesman told Fox after King reported it to DoorDash that the driver's behavior was inappropriate, unacceptable, and he had immediately been deactivated. How do you like that? All right, I've got a story for you. This is a beauty about grape nuts reimbursement. Oh. You've ever eaten grape nut cereal, yes. Andy? Yes, yes. There are a lot of people that love the cereal. So apparently, some lowlifes, they were selling it on the black market. What? For as much as $110 a box. This is due to the pandemic-related shortage. And so post-consumer brands, that is the parent company of the cereal, they will be reimbursing these people who who (laughs) bought grape nuts at these uh, outrageous prices. So if you got the receipt to prove it, you get reimbursed. How about this? Salute to uh, post-consumer brands for reimbursing. And then also, shout out, Peeps Flavored Pepsi. Tremendous. Love that. All right. See you next week. Stay well. Watch the games right here A Fox. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at first first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts do you love selena like really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.